Welcome back, everyone, to the first episode of the new year, uh, 2021, of the Occasionalists of our question mark six season. Uh, Matt Pagel here uh -huh. once again with Adam Chemaluski. Uh, Chema, is there anything going on today that we need to talk about at all? Oh, man, there's a couple of things that I think we're going to need to get to. But before we do, hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. It's, I guess, I, I, good to be back in 2021. Like, mm. I mean, it's good to be doing the podcast, but it, I don't debatable. necessarily know about <laughs> debatable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm going to save some of my comments for five good minutes. But, yes, there are definitely some things going on in the country that we're going to have to take a little time to get into today, for sure. Absolutely. But, uh, but this episode, don't worry, we're not going to – we're not going to go I, – I, I, Chema, I, I don't know about you. I want to save – I'm, I'm not even going to talk about it, uh, the, the attempted coup on the United States. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about it other than saying that. Uh, in this episode, because I kind of do want to save all my thoughts, we have to do a episode about the inauguration um, and the change oh. of power. Okay, yeah, that's great. You know something? I will flip over to another topic for five. Oh, you don't. You don't have to. And... I'm just saying. I'm personally gonna. I'm personally gonna hold okay. off. Um, so okay, I'm gonna keep. To. No big deal. I'll, but I'll keep it light. No problem, dude. Yeah, I got but, this. Yeah, but like, so I don't want to like bog the first episode down, um, especially since we prepared to not talk about. Um, uh, talk about anything of, of that nature, but we are here to talk about fitness. Um, and there is a big reason why we're here to talk about fitness. Um, first episode of the new year, and it seemed appropriate that we do a, we do an episode off of about what is easily the most popular new year's resolution. It's to get in shape. And you can mm -hmm. even, and if you break that down, you can even break this down even more into like specific sort of goals. So, like, Chema, exercise is the number one New Year's resolution, like, basically every year. Uh, do you know what number two is? Oh, uh, number two would be f taking up something new. Like, I'm going to, like, find a new hobby. Like, it's it's hobby in there, here. but it's not number two. Um, number two is save money or, like, financial okay. responsibility. Um, that makes sense. Number three, eat healthy. Number four, lose weight. Number five, reduce stress. <laughs> So four out of the top five are all fitness and health related, um, and you could, you know, I guess you could say that uh, saving money—that's uh, that's your financial fitness, um, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Right. So it, it just seemed to make sense to talk about uh, to talk about fitness, uh, you know, for our first episode of the new year. Um, but let's. But obviously, other things happen, and we will, and you'll get you'll get to them. So we'll have a little bit of dialogue on them anyway. So no big deal. But uh, we're going to stick with this fitness episode, and to start off, a little lightning round, Chema. What is the worst piece of fitness advice you were ever given by someone or just something you just heard people talking about? Oh, I will gladly share this. So um, I'm sure you know, I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before, but uh, for a majority of my life, I was actually very, very heavy, like just overweight, like very, very heavy. Um, and when I was younger, I played peewee football in the NTYF, the Nordonia Twinsburg uh, Youth Football mm -hmm. League. And there was a weight limit and there was a weight limit for both the lower league and the upper league. Okay. And I, one season barely, barely made weight to be in the lower league. And I wasn't about to go into the upper league because I would have been a sec. I'd have been like a six year older or seven year old in the upper league. And I would have gotten my ass kicked by people who are like just about to go to junior high. Mm. So I thought that I could, get in shape and just lose a bunch of weight and play in the lower league and be fine. And one of the worst pieces of fitness advice that I was given 
was by my mom. I'm sorry, Linda. Sorry, mom. But um, <laughs> she used to suggest drinking apple cider vinegar to help me lose weight. I have n- no idea where this came from. This is probably some like 4-H kind of thing. Uh, it didn't work. Um, it tasted awful. It really made me sick. And I was overweight for every single game of the uh, season and stuff like that for my second year. And it, uh, yeah, that wasn't good. I took me a really long time to kind of get over that whole thing. So um, (laughs) I really should have just played in the upper league and got my ass kicked, but uh, that wasn't the case. Horrible fitness advice followed up by just me feeling really, really shitty, perfect storm of depression. And there it is. (laughs) Jeez. I'm surprised you didn't just shit all the weight off. Yeah, you know something? You would have thought so, but that was just not the case. Like, it was, I'm telling you, man, like, we only, I only had, like, fast food maybe once a week at that point in time for, like, my cheat day and all this shit. And it did not, it just, it did not help me whatsoever, man. And I mean, that is, like, one of the most disgusting things I have ever tasted and smelled. And there's still, like, I still get, like, little bits of it every now and then where I'm, like, if there's ever, like, these sour beers, like, you know, like, there's just, like, sour beers that people mm-hmm. make. Sour beers to me smell like apple cider vinegar, at least oh, like what sure. I was smelling as a kid. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't even do it. It just, yep. it just makes me queasy. Like I'm not a fan. Yep. Um, I, I can't eat a peppermint patty after okay. some adventures with Goldschlager. So <laughs> like they like peppermint, like peppermint gum is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as long as it, toothpaste i guess i guess the toothpaste i use doesn't really taste like much of anything anyway but like a peppermint patty never again i'll never eat a york peppermint patty ever again i don't blame you i'm not even a fan of those and i don't have any gold schlager to back it up with like it's just it's a weird it's a weird candy in general to me yeah. the consistency everything yeah all right there you go apple cider vinegar yeah that's a terrible idea um that Very that bad. does sound like it's because it, like there is there are your mom and and like my parents too are from that era where like there were there were still like heavy reliance on like these old oh yeah apple cider mm-hmm. vinegar you could use it to clean stuff you can cook with it you can drink it you can yep. cure addiction with it it'll run your car like it's, yeah. it does everything yeah, that's right they were so like um they were so like you know stuck with some of these just little stupid things from history that they picked up, you know, that they were convinced were like the miracles for everything, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's almost like, um, apple cider vinegar was to my mom was like duct tape was to me. And like my, when I was in my teenage, like I just put duct tape over it. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, uh, so you have the apple cider vinegar, Chema, I'm going to go to our high school years and you'll probably remember this, um, lifting for football and just lifting, like during like lifting class in general too. When we had that, when we had like morning lifting class, um, I don't remember our strength coach's name. Do you remember his name off the top of your head? Was it Mr. Gabram, like the yes, football Gabram. coach, track yep. coach? Coach okay. Gabe, Coach Gabe. Yep. Yep. Um, he, I don't know who gave him his strength certification because upon further review, we did a lot of things that are not good. And one of the worst things we did was that stupid ass, um, that stupid ass variation of, uh, of bench press, uh, the bounce press. Where oh, we yeah. put a pad on our chest and almost literally drop 200, 245 pounds directly mm-hmm. on our sternum and then use the pad and our momentum to bounce it up. Yep. Um, that's really fucking stupid. It, it's, 
you're you're asking you're asking your body, especially like your shoulders and your sternum, to support the falling weight of you know, depending on how strong you were, um, anywhere mm-hmm. from like 180 to 250 pounds falling on your chest. And some kids were were doing that with more than that. Um, right. You are gonna knock your body out of a good bench position. So it's going to put more stress on your stabilizing muscles in your shoulders. It's going to put more stress in your wrists. Um, you're you're just begging for injury. And then additionally, you know, you're kind of, when you lift, one of the big key things when you lift now is to sort of like keep your air tight inside of you. Try right. keeping your air and your diaphragm tight when you drop 200 pounds onto your chest. Like you're going to like totally knock the wind out of yourself. And like you might, you don't have, if you don't have oxygen, if you don't have a good breath, while you're lifting, you could pass out. It is easily one of the stupidest fucking things we've ever, that I've ever done, and I can't believe that like he had a weight room full of kids doing that. Yeah, I remembered it. I think he was called Towel Bench, if I'm not mistaken. Towel Bench, yeah. And um, we had literally bath towels that were duct taped up, you know, and yeah. like you you held like a duct taped bath towel on somebody's chest, and they performed this. And like, man, there were times I remember, like, you know, actually, you know, like you're hitting oh, yeah. it the wrong way because that's what you're supposed to do. And um, yeah, now that the, looking back on it, that's a like I would never ever do that today. Like, never in it's my life. It's really a terrible idea for your, especially like our, our, dude. Your benching is just in general not great for your shoulders. And then add to it trying to like stabilize something that's just falling on you. It's right. it's a really bad idea. There's like. You can do, like, you can take that sort of towel uh, that, that we used to have uh, or, like, a pad or something and use it to, like, alleviate the, the lower part of the bench. But, like, mm-hmm. you're still supposed to let the bar sit on it. And then, okay. like, you don't let it bounce. You let it sit and then press. Right. And it takes yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. away from the bottom. It's easier on your shoulders. Um, it's, like, a they call it a block press or a board press. Um, or even, like, you could even do it with, like, a softer pad, like a towel or something. But, like, mm-hmm. you really should not just let it fall under your body. No, no, no. And he had his moments of really, really out there kind of ideas to bring into the weight room. And I will ask you this. I, I can't remember if you were in the class for this. But were you there where he, when he completely abandoned the BFS workout for the percentage lift thing that he was preaching for, like, it would have been junior year going into, like, a little bit of senior year? I believe so. Yes. Okay. So like in, um, so just like for everybody out there in Nordonia, our Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three day split, because we had plyometrics on Tuesdays and Thursdays was unofficially dubbed the BFS workout, the bigger, faster, stronger Mm -hmm. workout. And, um, it included the towel bench on Mondays. And I I even think we might've had to do towel. I think we didn't even do regular bench press. I think it was all towel bench, which is really weird. Um, so in junior year, Gabram was reading about this new kind of way of weightlifting that is based off of percentages of your max and certain body weights and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And there was a whole lifting class. And this was like right around the time when we got all that new circuit equipment that got, that went into the weight room. Yeah. And he, he's around preaching this whole thing. And he's like, okay, so you can max out at like one, let's just say you max out at like 135. So what you're going to do today is you're going to bench press 40 pounds and you're going to do it like you're going to do it 30 times or whatever. And then next week you're going to go for 42 pounds or something. It was this really, really weird lifting system that he created. 
And like, you're looking at dudes like um, Kimberly and Stein and Sims and stuff like that, who are like bench pressing with 25 on each side. And the sight of Rob Sims bench pressing with anything less than two plates on a side for, is just wrong to me. It just mm-hmm. looks weird. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know if you remember that or not, but that was like one of the weirdest things that he ever brought into the I, weight room. I, I vaguely remember that. And I remember just sort of like, uh, no, that this yeah. like, as as we'll get into, so I don't want to like spoil it too much. Like there is there is room for that kind of workout. Like there is one hundred percent room for that kind of workout. But like, sort of like backtracking and you know forcing people to work. You're it's it's under a threshold. Um, it's like right. well under a, like a normal threshold. Now, if you did if you did something like you went through your regular bench progression, and let's just say you finished off at like two plates for like a set of like eight or something. And then you you put like twenty fives on and said do as many as you can. That's different. Like right. you've that already is, fatigued yeah. the muscles. That's different. It, it's just sort of like an endurance thing. Um, you know, you want to you want to you want to get a good test of your. I mean, your lifting capacity, also your cardiovascular capacity to uh, to do that. That's a different thing. I I do vaguely remember him. Dude, that guy. <laughs> he just. Like he couldn't, he also couldn't do math. So like that was probably like his biggest problem because he didn't know what percentages were. Um, we just mm-hmm. like if he he would tell he would say like, well, if you do, if you do like nine out of fifteen, that to me is a that's you're doing seventy percent of the work. I'm like that's sixty percent of the work. If you right. do nine reps out of fifteen, he's like, no, it's seventy. I'm like, reduce that, and you'll get three out of five, and three out of five is in fact sixty percent. So like he couldn't do math and shit. So that that he had all sorts of weird problems. Oh yeah, dude. I remember him. I think he was going around saying he invented the five three defense, which he just called Gabe. Like it was just the Gabe defense, which is just a five three. Um, and there was another thing that he really took a lot of pride into that was um, at the time it was like almost like, hey man, I pioneered this defense, and it was just basically a way to defend pulling guards and buck sweeps, which is just a popular thing in the uh, suburban Northeast Ohio mm-hmm. offenses at the time. And it's just like all you're doing is just having somebody hit the fucking guard every time. Like it's not like it's all that creative. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and I'm sure that uh, you know when they invented football, they thought of that. Right, right. They it was, already thought like, of that, bud. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, like it was so weird, dude. It's so weird. I, I'm going to stop because man, I can get into this. This was a 20 minute thing in and out of itself. So I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get into it then your five. I have you kick it off. Your five good minutes. Um, you know, get, go ahead and get. Let's let's go ahead and get dirty here before we uh, we get into the fitness stuff. Okay, so yeah, man, I, I got to bring this up, dude, because um, yesterday, uh, today is January 7th, 2021. Yesterday, January 6th, 2021. All of you, um, everybody out there, I don't know how the hell you haven't seen footage of this or photos, but as you all know, our Capitol building was stormed on by a just a goddamn fucking disgusting mess of pigs and human filth that we call these paramilitary. I don't know what the hell you want to call these assholes. Like they're just pieces, just pieces of shit. These aren't protesters. These were rioters, like terrorism, whatever it is. Yeah. Easily. Yes, definitely. And I got to tell you, man, like one of the things that really, really got to me and there's a bunch of this stuff. I mean, this is a, this is something that is, so big and so like just beyond the five good minutes that I wanted to focus on this one particular element of it. And that is 
this past year, um, we've seen some like really crazy shit. Okay. Like I'll be honest with you, man. I've never seen anything in my life that looks like the George Floyd thing. Never, never seen anything like that. Like, I, I don't know if I just don't watch some of these videos sometimes or whatever, but that one, I, that could have been the first, probably like one of the first ones I saw of this. And it was fucking just disgusting. I mean, it's just like, what a fucking sight on your eyes. It's awful, man. It's awful. And I will tell you, like, um, when it comes to the images of the rioting and uh, the looting and stuff like that, and even some of, like, the, the peaceful protests that followed the, the George Floyd murder, I, I've seen images that sort of resemble that over time. It's not the specific thing, but I have seen photos of peaceful protests. I have seen photos of property damage. I have seen photos of looting throughout the course of my life, not particularly specifically in Portland, but I have seen it. So I will say that between the two things of um, George Floyd's, the video, the, the death that was on video and the footage and the pictures of the protests, peaceful protests and some of the looting that followed, I'm a little bit more desensitized to the images of the, the, the pre-peaceful protests and the riots. Like I've seen stuff like this before, not exactly that, but I have seen things that sort of look like that. Where I'm getting to this finally is the only fucking time in my life that I've ever seen anything that resembles what took place yesterday. It is just like in movies, dude, that is like shit that you don't even think is possible to happen and it happened and it happened pretty goddamn easily. Like it happened really, really easily. And I find it extremely disturbing amongst an overabundance of extremely disturbing things that one could possibly get out of this incident. And just the image of these people like taking down the American flag to like put up a Trump flag or just even anybody waving the Confederate flag inside of the Capitol building. Like these are just images that you would see in books and crazy Roland Emmerich white house down style movies, season five or six of 24, whichever one Bill Buchanan died in, which is totally escaping me right now. But um, this is just shit that like, I never even thought I'd see like in real life. And I did. And it was another really just crazy eye opening experience. And it's, unbelievable that I have had two eye-opening experiences, like really eye-opening experiences within eight months of each other. And, um, I got to tell you that, uh, it's really, it's just fucking scary, man. There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to process. There's a lot to dive into. And I just, I couldn't have been any more repulsed with some of the imagery that I saw out of the news yesterday. So, um, so th that's it, man. Like, I don't know, I, did burn, I don't know if it burned up the whole thing or not, but dude, I'm telling you that's I just for what we could talk about now and saving some stuff for a later episode. What I'm going at is just the images of all that stuff were extremely disturbing stuff I've never seen before. And I hope to God we never see again. We've, you know, it's, it's stuff that you, not, I shouldn't say that. I, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. It's stuff that we've seen before in like Uzbekistan, Venezuela. Mm. Um, Better, yes. Take, yes, I got take you. your yeah. pick of these like little. Take your pick of these like completely in distress countries that are you know that routinely get overthrown. Um, right. So like, but yeah, you're right. It's nothing that we've ever seen here. 
Um, and hopefully nothing, at least nothing we've ever seen, we've ever seen here since 1814 when it got burned to the ground. So, Mm -hmm. um, hopefully it's nothing that we ever see again. And it's, it's just, it's very, the fact that there are people out there that can kind of like justify this or put it to the side like it was nothing. Um, that's, and I'm not gonna, I don't want to get too far into this. It's just like, this was an attack against the United States. This is right. this is an attack against the United States of America. The people claim to be patriots and claim to care about the country. Well, the country was attacked, and you're, now you're saying that it doesn't really matter. It's not that big of a deal. A woman died. A cop died. Four, three other people died because of like accidents and things that happened. Um, mm-hmm. This was this was a terrible, terrible thing that happened, and it, I hope that I hope that we never see again in our lifetimes. And I, I, as you and I were briefly talking about on air, off air, excuse me, the only thing that I can really hope for is that as after we get to, if we, if we finally put an adult in the White House um, and, and someone who understands how politics actually works and how the presidency works, that these people will just forget that they, that mm-hmm. they even cared about politics for four years. I shouldn't even say they, they didn't care about politics, that they cared about Trump for four years. That they'll just forget. That's my hope. And I, I think that's the only way that this gets resolved. Yeah, dude, I, that has to be the only way, man. Like, just these people just flat out giving up. And whether it takes a new president to come in, whether it takes um, a public, and I want it to be public, of these trials and these fucking people being in front of judges and the sentences being ruled and put on every single channel all across the world and they're prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Like, give, just let give off the whole thing that this is not going to be fucking tolerated. And basically that it only came because of Donald Trump, which I, I believe that like, I believe that this asshole in, if he didn't say the words, Hey, let's all go down and fricking storm the Capitol. I don't even think he needed to. I think that this guy comes with a whole shit ton of implied bullshit that he doesn't even have to say people just right. know it. And it is what he wants. You know, it could be one sentence buried in a, a 90 minute speech, but there is everything that we, everything that one could possibly need to point to somebody who to put responsibility on. It is this and this alone. And it started from the misinformation campaign following the election. It even went before that when he's just calling it rigged and all the stuff and setting itself. Basically this whole thing has been in motion for nine months. And it's like, I know that this is a whole other separate thing, but it's like, you guys, the writing's on the fucking wall here. Like, how did you guys not expect something like this to go down? You know, why didn't you put, like, the like the goddamn 7th Cavalry or whatever, like, in front of the, uh, which is probably a bad reference, but uh, put the fucking cavalry and a bunch of tanks and stuff like that in front of the Capitol building. Yeah, I was gonna, and, I was gonna say, the 7th yeah. Cavalry showed up and, and stormed the White House, or stormed the, yeah, stormed the Capitol. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. It just, for some reason that kind of just rolls right off the tongue when you're kind of making one of these like heated, like uh, military type things. I don't know. It's, I guess just fun to say cavalry. The seventh thing probably didn't need to go in there, but um, yeah, it's a uh, dude. It's just like, there's a whole lot of questions that, you know, we haven't gotten answers to. And I mean, it's just like, man, this whole thing easily could have been prevented. Nobody saw the writing on the wall or they were involved in it. And I don't really want to go down there right now. I understand, and I'm I'm going to reserve any any other thoughts that I have on this for for a future episode because I, I think we yeah. I think we can cover some interesting ground um, in a future episode. So I will yes. I will just say that I agree with you. It what an amazing in a bad way what an amazing day at least 
at least we're not sitting here talking about some like horrific school shooting or something but right but it's it, this is this is on the same level of like shock as something mm-hmm. like that it's 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 yeah. not quite as shocking as as something like 911 or that like that horrific um like the uh the warehouse explosion in um in Lebanon um mm-hmm. like it's not to that level but like this is this is like horrifying on a on a on a on a level that's it's very hard to like really put into words right and and you're right dude it's it's not a 911 thing but i got to tell you man the last time i was probably super hooked into something like this was probably on September 11th. Mm-hmm. Like I, we didn't stop watching the news all day that, that easily 9-11 was the last time. Right. Right. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, with something yes, funny please here. do. I'm going to talk some basketball here, uh, specifically nice. our Cleveland Cavaliers uh, off to a pretty decent start. Um, they are four and four currently. They started off three and zero. And they've the last couple of games they haven't looked as as good as they did in the first three games. The first three games, a lot of um, the kind of basketball chumma that like you as if you were a basketball coach you would preach, share the ball, move the ball, move without the ball, play defense. Mm-hmm. They they did the first three games. They looked like they looked like a goddamn playoff team. The first three games, it was like it was startling how different right. they looked. Um, and in particular, the much maligned for whatever reason, Colin Sexton has been like the leader of this. Um, he's now, uh, as of last, they lost them to the magic the other night, but he's now like eight straight games over 20 points. And I think he's averaging like 26 points a game or something. Um, and to add to that, Darius Garland is playing really, really well. Um, it's kind of, neither of them are a true point guard, but they both facilitate. So like, they're both getting their assists. They're both getting their points. Um, and, uh, and add, add to that mixed Andre Drummond is playing really well. Um, the, the rookie, he got hurt in the second game, but, or it was the third game, maybe third game, uh, Isaac Okoro got hurt. Um, but he showed flashes early that like he, I'm not like, not saying that he's like, he has some very Kawhi Leonard like, um, abilities. He's a long Mm -hmm. defender, um, gets his hand in the ball, gets in front of people really well, cuts to the basket really well. I'm not, he's not Kawhi Leonard, but if you had to make a comparison to him due to someone directly, he's a lot like that. So it's been okay. it's been fun to like watch this to watch good basketball again, um, and in particular, there's you know again this really does focus on Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. They they are definitely the engine that drives this car around. And um, a couple a couple days ago, last week, um, I want to say it was a couple days after Christmas, um, the Cavs posted a picture on Twitter. Let me pull it up real quick. It was on December twenty eighth. Um, the Cavs posted a picture of uh, one of our home games. Darius and Colin are standing next to each other, and the and the Cavs uh, posted this picture and said and asked any good nicknames for this duo, and there's some people that you know chimed in with some nicknames, but you know who won the day with this nickname uh, naming contest, if you will. Who did? Larry Nance Jr. Um, Northeast Ohio's own Larry Nance mm-hmm. Jr. won the day. I guess. I guess as kind of like an inside joke that they, that the team already had, he kind of put it out there on Twitter. Um, so he kind of went with like the celebrity couple naming route, like Brad right. Pitt, when Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie were Brangelina. Yep. Um, this nickname is the best nickname of all time. And I'm, if someone starts putting this on sweatshirts or t-shirts, I will 100% buy it. Larry Nance Jr. tweets this. I think we've all decided that these two officially go by Sexland. Yep. 
Yep, I saw that tweet. Great name for the duo. Yep, fucking sex land. And the I love the Cavs responded to it saying, "You said it, not us." Um, and there's been a whole there's been a whole bunch of like memes and stuff with their faces on it, like real big. Welcome to sex land. Um, yep. it's it's it started like it's already worked its way up through the ringer. That's what like the ringer. Whenever the ringer does a little piece in the Cavs, they call them. Do they just call them sex land? Um, mm-hmm. It's fantastic. This is literally. I think this is, it's good for two reasons. One, it's just fucking hilarious to have the, to do the couple naming route and have it like sitting right there for you so easily. But like, two, this kind of tells me that like they're having fun together. Probably for the first time in a long time, the Cavs are like having fun together as a team. Um, which is a good thing uh, because it wasn't that long ago where everyone hated Colin Sexton because he couldn't play basketball. So uh really dig it love i i chuma we have to get sex land shirts or, or sweatshirts when whenever oh, someone dude. starts making them we have to get them i will get i'll be one of the first ones to get that i think that that is an amazing name i would put that up like i want to get something that goes on our uh the front of our door for our apartment just so people know what's up when they uh see our door but yeah man that is uh that's awesome i really dug i dig that everything you're saying about the calves everybody looks like it's happy and it's fun again and I don't know. There is definitely not a, like a depressing kind of umbrella hanging over the team. Like there was in like previous years. And the fact that they came out to even like a pretty good start is something that we're not even really used to seeing, you know? So it's cool to get that positive momentum in there. And um, also like going back to Larry Nance, he's done a lot of really cool charitable work for Northeast Ohio businesses and stuff. He did stuff for the grog shop, raised like $8,000 for him. So I mean, there's just definitely a, some really positive kind of synergy, some real positive stuff going on there with the uh, the Cavs and everything. And I'm very happy about it. Hopefully it translates into a, a good season. Just just get to 500. If you get to 500 this year, that's probably good enough for like the sixth seed. So. Oh, easily. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. The way the East is depleted, yeah, you think you can go 500 and then, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just get to five. That that would I mean that actually might be a big ask, but nonetheless, just get to five hundred. Um, they're still a bad team, but like they're a good bad team, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I understand definitely. Yeah. A team like a bad team you could have fun with, similar to the way the Browns' bad teams were still sort of kind of fun in yeah. the uh, the early two thousands. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, so let's get into it though. Let's talk some fitness here, Chema. Let's really dig in. Um, as and I, I'm actually I want, I want to start off. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, that you were that you were a husky boy, if you will, uh, for most of your, for a good portion of your life, uh, as was I. I, I guess I still am. Um, it's a little bit different for me now, but um, the the bulk is like intentional, um, mm-hmm. right? If you will, but it is it is good that you brought that up because I I do wonder and I do wonder if you had like a personal eureka moment where you knew that like it wasn't just like I need to get in shape. Because I think that's like that's like an, that's like some that's something that everyone says to themselves, even if they're in decent enough shape already. Everyone has a moment where they're like, "I need to get into better shape." But I think it's more of a question about like, I need to make a real commitment to this lifestyle of being healthier. Did you mm-hmm. did you ever have a moment where like it's like it really clicked for you that like I'm really going to do this? Yeah, dude, I, I definitely had one of those. And like, you're right, man, I, I've been overweight for a long time um, in my life. But the heaviest I got was in between sophomore and junior year, pushing the 230 to like 250 mark, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like in that range. Um, and then like senior year and stuff, I kind of slimmed down a little bit and I got put it back on. So I would say from ages 
like, you know, age one to like age like 16, 17, major issues with weight. Uh, maybe like for one or two years in between, eh, everything was all right. You're young, you know, whatever you're in college mm-hmm. and you drink a lot and people bang you because you're young. Um, and then like kind of after that, I, I, I was really wanted to find the specific year. And I believe me, I could have even thought about it to the, to the date, but it was just totally escaping like the actual like moment, um, like the, the, the specific time of the moment. So my, to the best of my memory, uh, my Eureka moment happened around 2007, 2008. So I'd been out of high school for, you know, for five, six years now. Um, and it's not pretty dude, but, uh, my ass got rejected by, um, by a couple of different women, just not even like, Hey, let's go out just so I could reject you later, but just outright like rejection and stuff. And, uh, realistically the problem is more or less like just confidence issues that stemmed from being so heavy most of my life. But, uh, I decided to focus, like for some reason, I just blamed it all on me being just not attractive and not like, good looking and heavy and all this stuff, dude, it really was not pretty. I cannot emphasize enough how not pretty this whole experience was. And, um, right around this time was also like the time that I just started to like move back to Cleveland and stuff like that and kind of piece together my life from an off from like a really shitty stint of DUIs and drinking all the time and everything. So, uh, a combination of just getting rejected and kind of looking at your life and realizing that, uh, it's not what you expected or want it to be. Um, one of the changes that I decided to make, which kind of snowballed into a lot of other positive changes was making exercise and working out a central or, you know, very important part of my life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I gotcha. Um, it also doesn't help that you're a serial killer, like with those women. Right. That too. Yeah. You. Yeah. Too. You really like, shouldn't oh, lead with that. Yeah. Right. I know. Yeah. Ugly and a serial killer. It's just like, yeah, man. I'm telling you, dude. I felt ugly. Like I, I don't even like using that word, but I had no problem um, assigning that term to how I felt I looked and just how I felt at that time in general, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Like it's. I think I, I would. I would guess that. There's especially for people who are, let's say, like under 35, that's got to mm-hmm. be a, a top, you know, like when when people make the New Year's res- resolutions to get in shape, that's got to be like at the top three that they just don't find themselves attractive. Yeah. And and dude, I'm not going to lie, man, like when I, I was up in Cleveland and this was right around the time when things started to kind of pick back up from Cleveland being the comeback city in 1998. Like some of the neighborhoods were starting to get a little traction Mm. and foundation foundation was being laid for the future and stuff. Some bars and restaurants at this time were not around, but some are, and the positive momentum of some of these neighborhoods is really in place. And as I went out more, you know, like I'm standing there and I'd be in like a, like a fucking green day t-shirt or something like that. And you're just like looking around the bar and it's like nobody in the bar, like looks like you, like not even the way you dress, like Mm -hmm. the way your hair is, like even just like, just the way that I I mean, believe me, like I felt overweight in Cleveland and that is fucking difficult to do, man. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) everyone's fat. It is. (laughs) (laughs) So like, you know, you just, you have these kind of moments where, 
you you're maybe seeing like what's wrong with you by looking around you type thing. It's almost like something out of a movie. And um, there was just kind of like one of these things like I really did not know. I like you, you obviously know like some of the easy stuff like okay just don't drink anymore or cut back drinking or whatever mm. and but I didn't really know much other than that but the one thing that I was fairly not fairly but 100% confident about was the introduction of some type of exercise and and healthy eating and stuff like that into my life would snowball into other things and like I and I, and I was right. I mean, it's just kind of like, it's, it, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just feel that like, if you do start to work out and you do start to exercise, like you're going to get some type of positivity out of it. Very rarely are you going to start to exercise and work out and then your life spiral out of spiral out of control. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, no, that's a really good point. Except for, I think that's the point of the movie pain again. Um, okay. Yeah. That's... <laughs> but no, but you're, you're a hundred percent right. And I think that like, um, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too far into this thought cause I have some thoughts on it here later, but that like, it's the, the whole, like the way you kind of mentioned it, 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 I like the way you put it, that like the working out and eating healthy thing kind of snowballs and it's, it, it snowballs obviously for you physically, but like really snowballs and like is noticeable elsewhere, be it, mm-hmm. be it confidence, be it whatever else it is. You just, it, it changes you quite a bit. Right. Exactly. Like for me, like, I'll tell you, like, I'm not, I'm not the most confident person in the world. Believe me, dude, I, I do not drip confidence, but the one thing I can definitely tell you it's gotten me is I feel a lot better about myself than I did before. And that's, that's all that matters. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so just, I, I, I'll, I'll answer this question here in a second, but since, since we're on you here, I'm going to piggyback, I'm going to go right into this one. What were some of the, like the worst things that you tried to do to keep okay, yourself in dude. shape? I will tell you this too. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I did a lot of really stupid fasting decisions. Mm -hmm. Like when I first, when this whole like first kind of hit me that I needed to do this, right? Like I kind of thought maybe I could cut a little bit of corners and stuff. And I decided to like, like, okay, man, you're maybe only going to eat like a one thing in the the day. And then you're going to eat like dinner or something. And it's just going to be these really long gaps with no food. And I thought that like, Hey, you know, if I just like do this kind of stuff, like it would give me a little bit of a jump start to eventually like, you know, just, Hey man, let me cut 10 pounds in like two weeks, do it any way that I can. Just let me know that whatever I'm doing is it's working. And then I thought I'd kind of like figure it out from there. And turns out, well, I did this a little bit longer than I thought. And it's just completely wrong, man. I mean, it, it sucks you out of energy. I mean, I know that there are people that like live this lifestyle. It's the greatest thing. And I could see them eating, you know, 3000 calorie slices of pizza and stuff and looks disgusting, but I mean, but they're doing it. Um, I like, I couldn't do this, man. I became really sluggish, extremely irritable. Like hangry is something that I have felt in ways that I never even thought I'd feel. And then the other thing too is like, and I'm, I'm still kind of like this to a certain degree about like, you know, breaking up my eating like routines and everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, back in the day I was way more animate about it. And I mean, like you're just, you're going out and you're seeing all these people like, you know, they're mowing down food and you're just like sitting there like drinking beer and stuff like, Oh no, it's cool. Like, you know, I'm trying to like, you know, like I can't eat till later. I'm not trying to eat this specific food. So, um, there's a lot of things that, uh, fasting, did not do well for me and stuff. In all reality, it's more about eating healthier um, food and um, doing it like consistently and developing a routine, not just like 
hey, buddy, I'm going to not eat anything today, and then later I'm going to eat a bunch of Wendy's or whatever it is. Like, that shit don't work. Yeah, the the, the problem with, like, um, it, there's there's uh, intermittent fasting is a huge thing right now. And it, it can work, but it's about... It, what it still boils down to is that, like, you're eating healthy. Um, like... If you're intermittent fasting, you're take let's say you're um you're if anyone's unaware, it's basically like you take a big chunk of the day, um and you don't eat or even like drink anything that has calories in it. You can have like coffee, basically. Um, right. You know, you, so like you were just bas- you were dry during this portion of time, and it's usually like a sixteen hour, sixteen hours on, eight hours off, and the idea being during that eight hours you can do like I think this is the problem. It kind of people say like, "Oh, you can eat whatever you want." No, you can't eat whatever you want. That's just <laughs> right. your window to eat. Um, yeah. So for sure, like it, those things can work. Um, I don't think they're. I don't think the. If it works for you, then it works for you. I just don't think it's the best option for most people. For most people, but like you kind of hit the nail on the head there. It's like you're cutting the corner, and then like what you're eating is trash anyway. So like, right. it's you're you're sort of like playing for a tie. Like nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I know. And there's some things like financially, like when you're younger and stuff, you don't have a lot of money. Sure. So you almost just like, inst- like I know for, for me anyway, because like just when I was younger and we didn't have a lot of money, like fast food was great because it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't food that was cooked at home. It was like, Hey, you're getting fast food. And there were like, even though I had that big thing about not liking Burger King anymore, which is a fucking travesty for me, but like back in the day that used to be amazing. And I used to just like default back to it. It's like, okay, I'm just going to like, you know, not eat all day, do some working out or whatever. Then like you had the Ohio city Wendy's, which was like pretty much rocking all the time. Just walk down there, get a couple of JBCs and call it a night, you know? So it's, um, it was just these really, you know, like I didn't pick up on the eating part of it, like the healthy eating part of it until much, like much later on in life, man. Like I, I, I almost wish, I think I even had a eureka moment for that, that if I, you put like, you know, a couple minutes into, I'm sure I can recall, but, uh, fasting was like, it was just not right, man. And even if I would eat healthy one day, like if I just had like a chicken salad one day, not from Wendy's, just like something I made at the house, um, or even from Wendy's, um, it's still like, it just doesn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like this was, me trying to cut corners, I'll be the first one to say it, and this did not work out for me. Everyone, everyone tries to cut corners. Um, everyone tries to cut corners. Otherwise, otherwise, a lot of stuff in the otherwise, the, like the entire diet industry wouldn't exist if people didn't <laughs> try to cut corners. Um, right. We can we can really thank the '80s for that. Um, that we thought there was going to be a pill for everything, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to I'm going to wind it back here since you you brought up a couple of good things here. Um, it's, I guess, yeah, no, I'll just start here. So I'll, I'll start here with like some, speaking of like the, speaking of like dumb shit or, or, you know, some of the worst things I tried doing, I'll start here, then wind back. Um, okay. like I, I was one of those people that like, I would take, um, you know, I'd take like ephedra and, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't remember some of the other, like, you know, basically just caffeine pills hyped up with like, uh, hyped up with, uh, um, with vasodilators that were like just not good for your heart whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Um, amongst like other... Andro and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. all those like GNC supplements. I mean, not GNC, but like the CVS supplements that you can get, like the ones you could go by there, but not at GNC or something. Right, like exactly. Yeah. Uh, basically, okay. everything that got banned um, oh, okay. <laughs> post 90s. Um, <laughs> like, I tried those things. And sure, like, 
you won't be hungry if you eat some of these things, but like it's, I mean, you, you really won't, but like you're, you're stimulating your entire body. Your heart is like pumping in overdrive. Um, you feel like dog shit. Um, it, it's, it's a very weird, it's a very weird feeling to like try some of these, um, to try some of these pills because like they are artificially like ramping your system up and making you feel like you don't need food. It's, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's not like cocaine necessarily, but you're huh. not as, you're not as many steps away as you might think. Um, from taking some kind of like, or even like a, probably more like, like an amphetamine, like you're not that far away from that. And, right. and it's, it's like, yes, yeah, so I, I was one of those people that did those, those pills and things. Uh, those, those are just, again, it's a stupid fucking shortcut that just will not work. Um, because you can't make it, you can't make a shortcut into like a long-term thing. Cause if you take a Fedra uh, or a Fedra, I think it's a Fedra or maybe it's a Fedrin. Um, I know it, it killed, uh, it killed a pitcher years ago guy that used to pitch for the for the Orioles um mm-hmm. whose name I can't I'm, I'm not recalling right now but um and he was a, a big slightly huskier guy um it's not something you can do long term it's not something you should do short term anyway um you know so I, I was with that I tried various like dumb dick diets that like like variants of like the ketogenic diets that like promised you could like eat like oh don't worry you can eat all of this and it'll be totally fine no, it won't. You can't. You you can eat lean meat, but like you can't eat, like you can't like sit down and have like ten burgers. Like, dude, that's that's a fucking another heart attack waiting to happen. Um, yeah. So like, I, I did a lot of that stuff too, and it's just like, man, like it. Looking back on it now, it's just like, holy shit! If I just put like a modicum of effort into eating healthier and making making time to like actually make my food, I would have been in much better shape by this point in time. Dude, I understand what you're saying. And just to qu- really quick, the pitcher was Steve Belcher for the Orioles. Yep, yes, yep. The, that that guy. Yes. Um, yeah, man. Like I had a little, a little, little stint in those. Um, this was mostly like in high school, I think, when uh, we first found out that there were these things that you could just buy at GNC that supposedly make you like, you know, more amped up to work yep. out or like creatine and stuff. Like this was all like right around that time, and um, I. I don't know. I don't really like any of that stuff in general. Do like some of the supplements like, yes, but anything that involves jacking your heart up and everything, I, I don't like that at all, man. And, and you pretty much put that on point. Like, yeah, that is not too far away from uh, doing cocaine as I can tell you all from experience, but the, um, that's, it's just, that's just bad news. Like, I, I don't know. I don't really like the whole, like, just stuff that you put in you that just makes your heart go like that through the roof and everything. I, I, it kind of terrifies me because I really know like what that sense, I don't feel that sensation often. So if my heart just starts racing, it's like, Oh God, something's wrong. Like I'm about to fucking explode here. So, um, the fact that, um, I tried these and it just wasn't something that, I mean, that, that's just like some, that's just completely in character for me. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't, that kind of stuff freaks me out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's, I mean, supplements from the 90s basically had no, well, they they still kind of have no, like, they don't have to be, like, checked, basically, um, but they have cracked down on, like, on, on certain supplements containing certain drugs, um, mm-hmm. but, like, yeah, like, I totally understand, like, there's, there are some things that, like, if you're not used to it, it could probably make you feel uncomfortable, um, yeah. and there are, there are still things that, like, people, like, don't understand exactly how to use um like there's i'm reading the story this guy got his guy had to get his stomach pumped after he like collapsed at the gym 
Um, he was using uh, C4 pre-workout, and he, like, used, like, over triple the amount you're supposed to use. Um, and then, like, he got in, like, you know, got in a treadmill, and, like, he, like, collapsed, threw up on himself, and, like, was unresponsive for a while. And, like, they pumped his stomach, all this, like, green sludge comes out of it. Um, like, one, you shouldn't be tripling the dose of anything that's designed to increase your heart rate. Um, two, pre-workout, and then, like, you got on a treadmill, you, that's really, I mean, maybe if you were pumping weights or something, like, I could see why you're taking the pre-workout, but, like, not on a treadmill. Just do that on your own, that's fine. Um, so, like, there's just, like, people don't understand, like, like, read the label, and when it tells you not to exceed a dosage, don't exceed it. Um, like, it's, it's pretty simple, but, like, I, I, yeah, but I understand what you're saying, like, there's, and, like, C4 is, like, pretty tame, in comparison to a lot of pre-workout mm-hmm. um, supplements. Uh, so, like, it's, uh, you know, it, it, like, yeah, I got you there. I understand what you're saying. Like, that's, there's, there's like, this uncomfortability factor. Uncomfortability, uh, that's not a word. Um, there's a, this, like, factor of, uh, of uncertainty with, with some of those things. Yeah, man. It's just, like, it, it elevates you to this way that you feel. Like, just it elevates your heart and everything and kind of, like, picks you up. And it's, like... I, I mean, I, it basically, no joke, it reminds, I mean, back then I didn't know what it was like, but now, I mean, it's, it's obvious that is like a cocaine thing. I mean, that is basically like cocaine without the mirrors, razors and regret in the morning. That's exactly what it's like. That's, that's right. Now, Chum, I'll, I'll go back. I'll wind it back to my Eureka moment um, because I've, I've basically been working out since 1996 um, and like fairly hard too, since like 1996. Like I am, a, I am 100% a fucking meathead gym rat. Um, the, the gym I used to go to old world gym, uh, that was the dude, that was a fucking, that was a meathead's paradise. People made their own equipment and brought it in. Um, you, you go into the showers and there's fucking just, there's needles all over the damn place. Um, it, it, it was, it was that kind of gym, like hundred percent for sure. It was yeah. old school. Um, you know, they had, they had, they had like the, they had like, uh, the constructed like plate loaded dumbbells. That went up to like 190 pounds, 200 pounds. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was hardcore. So like I've always been into working out, but during when I was uh, during one of when I post college, I was working a job. Um, I, I after after Nationwide, well, it was Victoria Insurance. Uh, they're they're a high risk division of Nationwide Insurance. But when they um, let a bunch of us go, I was looking for a job, so I got a job with a friend of mine at. Um, working for this uh, stone manufacturing company. And mm-hmm. as, it, as it turns out, repeatedly picking up heavy pieces of stone and carrying them up staircases and balancing them on your shoulders and balancing them on your body um, wears your body down. And I ended up um, breaking my back because of that. Had had two, um, had two uh, discs, discs that were ruptured, had another bulging disc, had some nerve damage. Um, so like, I was already like, I was already into working out. And some of the idea of that was like, it was mostly like just for aesthetics to try to like, I just want to be big and strong and I want to look like I pick up heavy weights. I want to look like a big fucking badass. Um, Mm -hmm. but like post breaking my back and then when I had to come back and like for a long time, I couldn't pick up, not for a long time, I would say for like three weeks, the most I could pick up was about 20 pounds. Otherwise it felt like my body was literally going to split in half. And yeah. It was like, and then after that three weeks, I could like, I went, I was able to get back to the gym, 
get on the treadmill for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and that was it. Because it was just like, it was too uncomfortable to get it, to get past that. And that was sort of like, okay, if I don't want this back, my back is going to become a problem at some point in time in my life, but I want that problem to happen as far down the road as is physically possible. So I'm going to work out in a matter that helps me get, you know, helps me prevent injury and helps this injury not become a problem for as long as I can go. And that's sort of like how I work out now. Like I, you know, like when I, when I'm deadlifting and squatting and doing that kind of stuff, it's because I like to do it. I've always had fun doing it. But when you, when you work those, when you work those huge compound movements, they make your whole body strong and they make your whole body injury resistant. And that's really what I'm going for. Yeah, dude, I totally forgot about the backbreaking thing. I mean, like it's, it's, it's crazy because like I see all these videos and I'm like, man, this dude's fucking indestructible and stuff. And then I totally forgot that you had had this, uh, you had had this incident and stuff. How long ago was that that you broke your back? Uh, that was in 2014. It was like seven years ago. Oh, geez, wow. Okay, damn, man, that is really t- relatively recent. Yeah. Okay, um, so were you? Like gym wise, were you, I mean, I'm assuming you were, you were going regularly. Were you going to the crazy, like build your own equipment gym at the I, time you were lifting stone? That, that gym closed down like a long time ago. Um, it was, it was a smaller, it was a smaller gym. Just, it was just like your regular, a, a more regular style commercial gym. They're really like, if, if you want to go to the, like the crazy, um, that like, if I wanted to go to that kind of gym, either I have to go to Kings in Bedford, which I don't like. It's really fucking crowded all the time. Um, yeah. like, I mean, like not with people, like the floor is crowded with equipment and stuff. Like there's too much okay. stuff. Um, so you'd either go to Kings and bed, uh, Kings and Bedford or like hop over the West side and go to, um, Oh fuck. I can't remember the name of it now. A, a lot of is like, it, I know it's, it's, yeah, a, it's I know over in Brook Park. About. It's over in Brook Park. I can't remember the name of it right now. Yeah, there's um, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think I have a guy who works out there and stuff. And if if it's not the specific one, there's another one like that in West Park somewhere, yeah, which is yeah. like a crazy S gym. But yeah, man, like number one, I have never, I, I've never broken my back. I can't even imagine how much fucking pain that must have it, well, just been in general. It was, it wasn't like it wasn't like it happened all at once. It just like was progressive. And I actually for mm-hmm. basically the better part of like eight months walked around with it um like i was still able to do some stuff at work i could actually even still go work out it was just like like your back's just not in alignment basically and i was just making it worse and worse and like there's a couple of days where i woke up and like my whole like left like my left leg from like hip down was like not numb but like that pins and needles feeling like all the way down to like my left side left side of my lower body all the way down like to my feet basically yeah, dude. Like when you were going through this, did you um did you gain any weight because you weren't oh, yeah. able to work out yeah. like oh, yeah. cr- crazy and stuff? Yeah. Probably, oh man, probably went from like two thirty to like two sixty. Okay, okay, yeah, maybe heavier, oh, maybe man. probably yeah. even heavier than that. And it, like, I'm not like that much lighter now, but I'm in significantly better shape than you know. I'm like two forty, probably two forty, two forty five somewhere in there now, but like in much better shape than I was at either, at either 230 or 260. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I mean, believe me, I've seen, you actually do, like, legit pull-ups and stuff, and you could do more than one, which is a lot more than I can say. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, man, like, it's, like, I, I don't know. It, after seeing how you work out and stuff, the thought of you having to, 
pick up, struggle to pick up 20 pounds. I mean, like it just, it must mean you were in a fuck ton of pain. Oh, yeah. That's basically what oh, I'm yeah. saying here. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, if it's something that is, like, if you're up there doing the, the crazy ass deadlifts and, you know, doing a bunch of fucking pull-ups, if you're only able to lift up 20 pounds, that must've been a goddamn nightmare of pain that you were going through. It, it was, that was, that was one of the most, like, it, it's one of those, like, I don't know if you've ever had a major surgery or not, but like, Right after a couple days after I had the surgery, nah, maybe not even a couple days, probably like a week after I had the surgery, I was like, I was like, I was 100% regretting that I had it. Um, just like I was in so much discomfort. The only time I felt good was when I was lying down and I had like, had fucking drugs in my system. Um, yeah. It was like, I was covered in, it just, it, they don't tell you this, it bleeds constantly. Like, so I was covered in blood every time I woke up, like, soaked in it. So oh. it was, so like I ended up throwing out like two sets of bed sheets. I would just like sleep on towels. Um, it was, it was one of those like things I'm like, this is fucking awful. And then like once it took like, like I started off like months later, like I would deadlift like 95 pounds. It's like, that's like all I could manage. But like once I could like do that comfortably, then everything like started to click in and I'm like, okay, this is like, this is going to get better. But for like the mm-hmm. first week I'm like, I want to be dead. I would rather be yeah. dead. Man, all the blood. Did not know about that, dude. That oh man, I just that's another image too, where I could just imagine waking up and seeing that, like the fucking Godfather without the horse's head and stuff. Like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah, oh. it was bad, and and I couldn't shower for like the first ten days either. Oh man, yeah. this sounds like fucking hell. I could, Earth. I, I, I could like it's getting worse. I like I bought wipes so I could just like wipe my body down, but like they where they did the surgery, there's essentially like, um, they had like a drain in, uh, post-surgery to make sure that mm-hmm. the blood wouldn't just like back up into your, it's, that's bad as it turns out, um, blood just backing up into your body. Um, yeah. so like they had a drain in it and like, they still, like, there's still like a hole essentially that went from like my outside of my body all the way through to my spine. So like if water or something got into it, it could cause an infection. Whew. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, just that one was a little bit much. I'm like a little bit. I'm trying to regain a little bit of consciousness here because don't, that is just like, oh, don't my break your God, back. Bro. Don't break your back. Yeah. That's the bottom no, line. I'm, yeah, I got to go and I'm going to be wearing a support belt from now on out. Even when I go to the grocery store, I don't want to fucking do this. <laughs> oh, damn, bro. I am sorry to hear that. But I mean, you took that the best fucking way you could. And that is decided to get shaped to get in shape to prevent these kinds of further injuries and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And you make a good point that if your body's tip top, you're less likely and less prone to be hurt in those kinds of situations and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, like just sort of like the long, you know, think about all the, all the people that have like long-term health problems. And if they just not even like they, it's not like they have to get fucking ripped or something, especially if you're older, you're probably not going to get ripped anyway. But like, you're you can fend off a lot of things like diabetes you can fend off heart disease by just getting into better shape and eating and eating healthier Mm -hmm. oh yeah man like this this whole thing like these little steps like just eating healthier getting a little bit of workout it just it could save you so much down the long run and everything like that especially with the those common things in older people like heart disease and like being overweight and stuff like that i mean just these little things that you could put in now will save you a lot of time going further down the road because mm-hmm. it's going to be way difficult to shed the weight at 50 compared to 35. Right. Exactly. So is there, is there anything in the fitness world, Chema, that you, 
you just don't understand, or maybe something you don't like, like something that just doesn't add up for you, or something that like you look at it and like you just it's like revolting to you. Okay, we've we've talked about this before, um, and I will personally say that I am all about getting people together, anything you need to do to get in shape, but I'm just completely repulsed by the CrossFit culture and stuff. <laughs> and like, and I'm telling you, these people, they have great workouts. I've seen these dry erase boards and these fucking things. I mean, these are great workouts, really complicated workouts. Me personally, though, I hate the communal aspect of it. I can't stand the, what seems to be like a just an extended version of high school where it's like a drama thing and people are banging. It's like a restaurant. People are banging each other. There's drama. People come, people mm-hmm. go, people wonder why they left. People talk shit about them. And then, Hey, when they're back, Oh my God, bro, where have you been? We missed you so much. Our, our CrossFit troop hasn't been the same without you. So I like that you call it a troop. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it a troop for now. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I've been calling it that for a while. There's a CrossFit troop. And, um, I just, I don't know, man. Like me personally, I would rather just be in the gym by myself. I would rather, you know, see people in the gym and they just, we all kind of know each other. And a guy who's I've seen in the gym four or five times, who's seen me in the gym four or five times. If he's like, Hey bro, can you give me a spot here? Like, yeah, I'm going to help that guy out and everything like that. But like, I don't want to be cheering him on while he's working out. I definitely don't want him saying anything to me while I'm doing my workouts (laughs) and stuff. And I, I, there's, there's just stuff about it where like, if if I look at it from the outside, the first thing that comes into my mind, this is, it's like two sentences. It's like, yeah, it's awesome. Everybody's working out and God damn, what a bunch of fucking, I just don't like that. (laughs) I don't get, I just, I just, I just don't like it. And um, I'm not saying that this is not what working out is supposed to be. I don't know. Working out is just basically you getting out of your house and doing anything to me. It could be you running. It could be you jumping rope for 45 minutes any form of exercise like if you're doing it that's great but everything that is associated with crossfit and even some of the people i know that i've met that that do it often it's just kind of like not my thing and the more and more that i see it and just even online and people tweeting about it and stuff and just even when people make fun of it it just reminds me of how much i don't like this and I'm not saying these people are getting had. I just find it really, really, really annoying. And there's a whole bunch of things in the fitness industry that I think I could pick apart. But for some reason, this is the one that even after all this time still really gets me. I, 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 yeah, we've had this conversation before and there's so many things that I like, I agree with, I agree with how you, how you feel about this, that like, it's great. You're working out. It's clearly working for you. That's fantastic. Why are you guys part of a of a of a pyramid scheme of fitness? Like that's what it feels like. It feels like the same people that would be, would be involved in a multi level marketing scheme are the same people that do CrossFit. And it's what really gets what really gets my goat about this. Some of the people that I've met that that I know are like big into CrossFit. Um, it feels like they're they're so relentlessly optimistic and positive about it. That Mm -hmm. it's like the inverse of having a bad football coach that just yells at you all the time. Right. It's the (laughs) exact inverse. Like, I don't, I don't need you to be relentlessly positive about everything you're fucking doing. Um, I need instruct. I'd like, 
that was the worst thing to me when I played sports. Any sport. If I had a coach that was just like, blah, 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 you're doing all, what are you doing here? Why are you doing this? Like, can you give me instruction? I don't need any motivation from you. I'm already here playing the sport currently. Um, mm -hmm. But tell me how to be better. Similarly, I don't need you to congratulate me on failing lifts, on 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 doing something incorrectly. I need you to give me instruction. Please stop being so fucking happy that I'm even here. Um, right. And that feels like that feels like there's a lot of CrossFit people like that. Yeah, it feels like culty and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like when when there's too much positivity. I hate to say this, but happiness just looks culty to me sometimes, you know, <laughs> and and like when it comes to CrossFit specifically, dude, you're hitting that right on the fucking head. Like what I need, like and even with the football thing, that is a fucking you're hitting that so on the head here where like tell me how to tell me what's wrong with my three point stance. How, where should I be putting my hands? Don't get all up in my shit and say I'm a fucking idiot or whatever like that. Just tell me what to do and I will do it. I will gladly do right. it so you don't fucking yell at me anymore. And with CrossFit and stuff, it's like there's almost this thing with, with positivity. And believe me, dude, no problems with positivity. But when there's too much of it, it either feels fake or forced or like – I mean you would look at this person and be like – Man, like I just totally biffed a uh, fucking um, squatting 135 pounds. Are you have the balls to cheer me on? Fuck you! You should be <laughs> right. yelling at my ass. <laughs> and so, like, I, that's just something that like I just don't want to carry with me. Like, I mean, there's like I, I I'm all about like a, maybe like a certain degree of positive reinforcement. But like when you're in this CrossFit stuff, you're like around these people like all the time. They're like chanting your names and stuff and. Man, it just it just looks wrong. If I was to give one other final example, which I'll make this one quick, is like there are people that I know that I that I have met that um um in recent years had just started doing it, and they talk about it like it's a self help book, like they like mm -hmm. it's AA or something mm -hmm. like that, you know. And mm -hmm. like I'm just like okay, like I would me personally, I'm not beneath um, maybe putting a a post or something like that on Facebook trying to maybe like just, Hey everybody, this is like, here's my fitness journey or something. You put post all the videos of like killing ass and shit like that in the weight room and stuff. But when I see these CrossFit people do it, it's, they talk about this like, man, if it wasn't for CrossFit or CrossFit this or CrossFit saved my life. And it's like, man, I just like, where, where do you have a token or something like that? Like, <laughs> did they give you a 30 day token? Like, I, I don't know. So, I mean, and I guess like in all reality, there's really nothing there's nothing wrong with any of this stuff i mean it's just not for me but like the fact that there's all these weird kind of you know kind of criteria or implied things that come along with crossfit it, it, it's just not what i'm about dude it just kind of turns me off yeah yeah no i that's it, it, i i see that every now and then I, I i have one of my friends who's into crossfit and i i see their posts every now and then about like this family that they've made and i'm like you have an actual family like you have kids yeah. and shit. Like you have an actual family that you right. made. Um, right. You don't like that. That sort of like talk is bizarre to me. Like I don't. I don't like when I when I post myself doing something at the gym. I'm not like thank God for my thank God for my powerhouse gym family uh, for being there for me. If I ever right. do that, I want you to to call to call someone to have me committed. That's what I want. 
I will gladly do that. I'm going to keep an eye out for that too. And let me ask you one really quick question just while I'm on this. Have you ever via social media referred to the gym as the church or going to church? Absolutely not. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen you do it. I've never done it, but I've seen people do this that are kind of in this CrossFit thing. And I'm just like, now the gym's the church. Like you couldn't have picked any other place, the church. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh no, no, I never do that. That's, that might've just moved to the top of my uh, thing. I hate in the fitness or uh, whatever, but um, no, I'd never do that. I, here's, here's the thing that like, what that really, this is what really sort of has been aggravating me. And it's very recent. It's, it's fitness influencers on your, on, on your social media platforms. And it's not a, like a collective condemnation of them. But there's a lot of fitness influencers that are, none of them are, let's put it this way, none of them are unattractive, man or woman. None of them are unattractive. They're extremely good looking people. Um, and that's why companies want to get their products in their hands for everyone. You know, you're a good looking person, you have 70,000 followers, some supplement some supplement company, some t-shirt company is going to give you free shit to, to pimp um, as long as you... You know, obviously, as long as you wear it and mention it and do all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is that a lot of these fitness influencers, especially ones that I see on my timeline or that are suggested for me, they are piss poor at working out. They are (laughs) not good at the fitness part of, of, excuse me, of being a fitness influencer. (laughs) It's, it's very like, again, like they're, they're good looking people. So they're going to, so they're going to get, they're automatically going to get followers just because of that. You know, it's a, it's a hot chick. It's a hot dude doing this, whatever. Okay. That's fine. But then they shouldn't be allowed to dispense fitness advice, or at least people should be aware their followers, followers should be aware that like the advice quote unquote, they're giving out or the workouts they're doing, especially, and I'll say this and I'm not, I'm not trying to drag women whatsoever, but especially the really good looking women that are working out their fitness influencers. A lot of those exercises aren't for any other purpose than for the male gaze to -hmm. get likes, to get clicks and to get people to buy shit. Like um, there's this, this one woman who I do, I follow this. What's her name? Julia Gillis. Um, She has like an actual, I actually follow her fitness page. She has like two Mm -hmm. of them. She has like a modeling page and a fitness page and they are vastly different. Um, her fitness page is her like in the gym, like grinding and doing stuff. Her modeling mm-hmm. page is similar, but like she'll be doing squats at the gym and shorts that are non-existent, and the camera's like right. up her ass. And yep. you know, or, or she's doing some workout that is just there to accentuate like her legs or whatever. And I'm like, and you'll see people like, oh my god, how, you know, how many sets should I do of this? Do you do this every day? You know, they're asking questions and stuff. And I'm like, you should not follow this person's advice because. That's not what this page is about. It's about it's about getting clicks. It's not about dispensing good workout advice. There are people you can follow for that, and most of these most fitness influencers are not there for that. Yeah, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about here, and especially like just in some of the workout pages that I follow on Instagram, there are some people that are on there clearly just because they're attractive. That's like the only reason. Even yeah. like their form and everything is awful. It's just like okay, so this person, you're right the non-existent shorts and oh, they're really bending down and arching that back and everything. Mm-hmm. Like it looks more like a, like a, like a dance video or something like that than it does an actual workout and stuff. And these people, 
you know, because a majority, you know, of the Instagram and social media people aren't as into it as you are, they're going to like see these kinds of things and they're going to ask those kinds of questions because they're like, oh my God, I want to have an ass like that, even though it's not going to fucking happen. Mm -hmm. No matter, no matter what, it's just like, these people are so perfect that like, you have to put in a lot of commitment, like for somebody to just see it, an Instagram video like that and be like, I want to have that ass. It's a lot of work that I think even anybody actually realizes. Julia Gillis's job is to be perfect. Right. That's her whole fucking life is to be physically perfect. Right. Dude, exactly. And when I was, um, when I was going to the gym in Cleveland, um, they had influencers there Mm -hmm. and I got to tell you, like they were kind of on like the annoying side. And when you, when you see this from the outside, now keep in mind, like I'm never going to be beautiful enough to get one of these things. Like there's something I came to, uh, came to terms with a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> Adam's never going to influence Adam's never going to influence anything in the world of physical fitness. And when, um, so like, I really have no position to like, I, I like, I don't know what it's like to be them, but I could tell you what it's like to look at it from the outside and it looks fucking comical. Okay. And like this one example that will stick out in my mind forever is, uh, there was this one influencer who, um, was at the gym and they, in basically from the time they started at the gym to this moment that I'm talking about, they wouldn't really be what I would call the ideal person for fitness influencing. Like their bodies kind of didn't really go like the way of physical fitness and stuff, but they're still there. They're still being paid by the gym. They're still in there doing all their stuff. Mm -hmm. And this person is on the treadmill. Okay. And they have the phone up to their face and they're giving out information. They're I don't It's not even important what they're saying here, but just like looking at this whole thing, they're talking about it and they're like, you know, waving their finger, like telling somebody like not to do something kind of like moving their body as if they're trying to like, you know, like be expressive, but it's just the face that people are seeing like on the video and stuff. And it looks just so bad and awful and everything. I mean, it just looked horrible and I'm sitting there and it's, I'm standing there. I'm on the, the treadmill behind this individual watching it. And I'm like, this is a fucking joke. And I'm like, I can't even believe that this person is like probably being paid to be in this gym to do this fucking shit. And I'm looking, and then I start to imagine like, what is the person on the other side? Are they looking at this person right now? And they're like, Oh my God, this is the best advice ever. Like mm. I need to do whatever this person is talking. I shouldn't do whatever they're doing on the treadmill. And I just like, it's just like, no, man, like, I I don't know. Like, I almost feel like for this kind of stuff, like I just need to see some level of criteria for, for, if you have like men's health magazine at the top of your Instagram post and it's you working out, that's cool. This seems to be something that I feel comfortable enough in following. But if it's just like, you know, um, like, uh, you know, Christy, Christy squats on Instagram.com. Right. I don't, I don't think so. And I think some of these people have a tendency of doing people a disservice because number one, they're selling the fact that, Hey, you can look like me, but they're also giving you advice that is not going to fucking do that. And I don't necessarily, I can't, I don't know if that technically falls into the legal spectrum of false advertising, but there is something here that I think is off and wrong. And it's definitely wrong for people to put stock in this. Probably because it's free advice. It's not illegal. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're that's, not, yeah, that's you're not true. buying a program yeah. or anything. So yeah. Like I, if I maybe bought something from that person, that's like, Hey, this is Christy Squats's power aid and it didn't work there's probably room for something there in the legal field but if it is just somebody on instagram 
I mean, believe me, with all the other shit that people spout on Instagram, fitness advice is actually false. Fitness advice is actually rather tame compared to what else is <laughs> right. shared on there's, social media. Um, there's a guy I follow, Larry Wheels. Have you ever heard of him? If if I have, it's only been because we maybe talked about okay. him on the podcast. Larry, um, you can buy programs and stuff from him, but it, but like you got to go to his website um, to you know to get to get like access to those programs, you know, to buy like a you know, some lifting or, you know, either like a lifting program or like a bodybuilding specific program, whatever. Um, so you could do that. But like his Instagram and it, maybe this is why for like legal cover, his Instagram has like no advice on it. OK, like it's just okay. him working out, making making goofy videos and shit with his buddies and his girlfriend. Um, it, it like but there's no lifting advice on it. OK, that might actually be sort of a dividing line that keeps that keeps people out of like legal trouble if yeah. they're selling stuff. That's actually, I mean, believe me when it comes to the law and people sue and stuff, I mean, there's, there's 50 million things and I'm sure whatever the laws are right now, people are still researching how to sue somebody for them. So I will guarantee you that something like that is probably just enough to make sure that he doesn't get um, any kind of ramifications in the courtroom. Right. Right. So Chema, after all this time then, um, and, and, you know, after, you know, being alive and, and being a, us, us both being fat kids for about half of our lives. Um, what have you, what have you found that does work best for you? Dude, it's pretty simple, man. I am a cardio and free weights guy. Um, I lately I've been trying to work out longer. So I I'm pushing an average of about 45 to an hour. And when I go back to the gym, it's going to be definitely more towards the hour, but just here at the home, it's just, I, I, there's still something about this home stuff that I, it kind of gets me and everything. Yeah. But, um, no joke, dude. Um, I have one day a week that is strictly devoted to cardio, um, which was for me was today. So I ran three miles, uh, right along the Western tip of Los Angeles international airport. Um, I, I ran three miles. I came back home. I jumped some rope and like, I, I had these, kettle, I finally have kettlebells now, which is a step up from resistance bands that I was using pretty much early pandemic. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I got kettlebells now. I'm able to do a little bit more than what I was used to do. So um, basically the other the other non-cardio days are I go for a uh, 10 to 15 minute run and then I come back in I, and then I do um, different muscle groups. Like I have, you know, I have leg day, back day, chest day, arm day, buy and try. And um, my if I am working out for a seventh day, which usually does happen, I kind of will lift and stuff during the Browns game. I usually do like... Um, whatever I can kettlebell wise, if it's just a bunch of swings or something, like I just kind of do a bunch of exercises for 40 minutes and then, um, and then just kind of call it, we just kind of lift while the game's on. So I'm old school, man. Like I, um, nothing really fancy. Like I, I have resistance bands. I have kettlebells. Whenever I do go back to the gym, it's going to be, uh, you know, the, the treadmill and elliptical and then going back into uh, lifting free weights and stuff. So I'm pretty, pretty simple in that regard. Yeah, you um, as as I found out uh, working out in the, in the dungeon as well um, earlier, you know, last year, your workouts tend to they tend to be a lot quicker depending on what you're doing. Um, right. Like it, it's <clears throat> like I have the thing that the only thing that really slowed my workouts down is I had I had like a I had a pair of spin lock uh, handle dumbbells that you can add you can mm-hmm. put weights on. That takes a lot of fucking time when you, as right. it turns out, when you do like an arm day, like I do, I do like arms and shoulders in the same day. 
And it's like, God damn it, I have to change these again. I have to change, like, I literally am changing them from each body part. And it's just right. like, it's like, holy shit, I added 20 minutes to my workout, and that 20 minutes was just taking weights on and off. Um, right. But, like, once you, yeah, but once you, like, the at-home workouts go so much faster. Um, I, I would get through, like, a chest and a back day in sometimes, like, about 45, 50 minutes. And it's mm-hmm. normally, normally at the gym, because I can't do as much. Obviously, I don't right. have equipment and shit, um, you know, cranked into the basement. Um, you, you know, I don't have I don't have like a lap pull down machine. I don't have a fucking cable machine anywhere. Um, right. So once you cut that out, it's just sort of like okay. So I just I guess I'm just gonna bench a lot. I guess I'm just gonna do a lot of rows. And when you just do like one thing a bunch, it's like okay, uh, that only took it did one exercise to completion in like eight minutes. It's like holy shit, yeah. <laughs> this is like way faster than normal. Yeah, I know, man. And like, um, you know, you bring up a really good point about that adding additional minutes, like by taking apart the weights and all that. When we go to the gym, they have 55, 130 pound dumbbells that are just there. You don't have to like assemble anything, you know? So like, and I've seen some of the videos that you post and like the, the dumbbells and everything that you're constructing, it's not like putting like two five pounders on there. Those are like real weights and they're sometimes banded together with a resistance band and stuff. That's going to take a long fucking time. It takes forever. And then, <laughs> and then, and then you're right because we don't have any, we don't have as many options. Like I, I don't have the, the cable machine. Like I, I mean, I, I just got kettlebells like within the last two months. Um, you, you know, you do like a bunch of push ups and stuff like that and you stand up and everything and it's like, okay, all right, so let me see if I can use a resistance band to go do some flies. And then you just walk right in the other room and set it up. And then all of a sudden, like, you're two exercises down, and it's like, all right, man, should I just go back to doing more push-ups or, <laughs> right. or, or, or what? <laughs> like, So it's definitely gone by a lot quicker. There have been times where I've tried to, like, stretch it out and everything. And even the times when I'm stretching it out, I, sometimes I'll get to, like, minute number 47 and it's like okay dude you said 50 minutes fucking do 50 minutes and then that is what i'm doing i'm just doing push-ups or i'm doing something else that i've already done just to close it out just so i can make the time and yeah. uh yep and I, and i'm telling you there's a world of difference i've been going to the gym um if i was to, just to summarize this whole thing really quick just not to spend a lot of time on it i cannot wait for the gym to to be available to us again, um, mainly just because of the options. Like the stuff is, the, I see a machine, I could, and I'm not using the, um, you know, the the cable machines and stuff like that all the time. Right. But like it's there, I could just sit down, throw some weight on it. That's an exercise. Yep. It's not me like having to. Okay. All right. So you got you got kettlebells, you got your resistance bands, you got a couple videos you can watch. What are you going to do? It's all there. It's just me. I can take my um, what I do is um, I go to this. There's this thing on Instagram called Muscle Farm, uh, M-U-S-C-L-E-P-H-A-R-M every week. They do a different weekly workout. If it looks like something that I would try, I just, you know, like save screenshots of it, take the, take those into the gym and just go do it because they have everything there. You know, there's like with the, with the exception of like some more complex things and stuff and just, you know, weights that I would never, ever, ever be able to lift. Like, you know, some of the really crazy plates that weigh like 150 pounds or whatever, Mm -hmm. they, they have everything I need and they have it there just sitting there with a chair that says, Hey Adam, come sit on me and do stuff. Don't think about it. We've already thought about that stuff for you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, so Chama, I, I am into what's called power building. Um, okay. I am taking certain power lifting principles 
and applying them in like a more bodybuilding sense. So like I still will lift heavy. I still will will do like a, a day where I'm just I'll do a day. I, I think I have it. I think tomorrow. Am I scheduled? No, not scheduled for tomorrow. I think next week I'll do um, a deadlift session where like I might in totality hit thirty deadlifts, maybe. So I'll still do that, but mm-hmm. in addition to like in addition to doing like a deadlift day like that, then like I'll I'll finish off my legs by like doing some like doing some like crazy um like drop set on like leg press like i'll start at six plates for like a set of eight or ten drop it to five plates for a set of like 15 drop it to four plates for a set of 20 drop to three plates for a set of 30 like i'll 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 add on to it so like i'm doing i'm getting that power lifting that strength training basically into it but i'm also getting i'm also getting the the benefits of higher reps more volume um lighter weight it's a lot easier on your joints too so it's like power building, and then then in general, especially with like upper body, the emphasis that I have is much more on much more on like high rep sets and less sets. So like I'll do. I wish this is why I kind of wish Dennis or Cherry were here for this episode because they both worked out with me a couple times. Um, like I I put them through one one time I put them through a a quick shoulder and arm workout that I'll do like if I'm pressed for time, and it's you know we'll do. Um, We'll do like um, I don't know, like rope, like tricep rope. You mm-hmm. just do it two for seventy-five, two sets of seventy-five. It's a lot. It's a lot of reps, but you you take a weight that you can get. It's a very lightweight, but you take that weight and you just keep going and going and going. And once you get done with one set, you've done seventy-five reps. Your triceps are burning, and then you do it again, and it's like you get the same pump out of it that you would doing potentially two or three exercises. It cuts down on like it cuts down on the need to do a ton of stuff when you have like those super high rep sets. So that's like so my focus is I still love doing the powerlifting stuff, but like a, with a lot of my body work, I, I love to do higher reps and just sort of like basically just like torture my muscles into having to like work as hard as they can for as long as they can. Yeah, dude. And if you're doing two sets of 75, that is a fucking pump right there. 75 reps of anything. Like, I'm pretty confident that if I was to just stand here in my room right now and just lift my hands up and down 75 times, I'm going to feel a little bit of a burn. Now, you incorporate any type of weight onto that. Oh, yeah, you're going to be on fucking fire, man, Mm. for sure. Like, whether that's like 10 or 15 pounds or not, that's still 75 repetitions, 75 uses of that muscle right in a row, and then followed up by another set. Oh, yeah. You're going to be you're going to be cooking those fucking muscles. That is for sure and stuff. And some of the power lifting things, I think that's a very, very interesting element to incorporate into your workout. I mean, you definitely have the body type for it. You, from what I've seen on Instagram, you are definitely strong enough to do it. So if you're able to incorporate some of these more advanced um, style of lifting compared to like what I do, what I do is like, you know, fucking junior high stuff. Um, <laughs> you like, I mean, it just puts you in a better position to get the best workout that you can. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, I, I work out, my gym now has more, my old gym had, had several more people that were more, that were oriented towards powerlifting. And my current gym has many more bodybuilders. The guy who owns it is an old school bodybuilder. He runs like Northeast Ohio and like Western Pennsylvania's like bodybuilding shows, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So there's more bodybuilders are here and that I, I see every day. 
And it's really interesting working with them, watching them, like, some fairly big, strong dudes, especially this one this one kid who's, like, fucking 19, and he's, he's power... Like, if he wanted to powerlift, he could really do it, but most of his days, it's, you know, he, he'll work up to... Like, he'll do, he'll do some shoulder work, and he's not doing anything heavy, but he is doing shoulder work at... Everything's at, like, sets of 25... Um, it's, it's multiple, you know, it's multiple movements. He, he's getting like a hundred reps in on just like one shoulder movement, basically. And like, it's great. Like, that's a great thing to do. But there are some days where I just want to pick up, I want to pick up heavy dumbbells and press them above my head five or six times and call it a day. And like, you're getting the best of both worlds. You're getting that strength, but you're also getting the, the benefits of, of really, not, I would say over, overtraining is a terrible word for it, but like, um, taxing that muscle as much as you can. To, to increase size and to increase endurance on that muscle. Yeah, 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 of course, dude, definitely. Yeah. And like I'm telling you, like getting any of that kind of higher weight reps, you're just, it's going to burn you up, man. Like you're going to be burning calories. And like, if you're able to do sets of 20 with multiple movements and stuff, that's just going to maximize your results. All right, Chama. Now, I, I, before I move on to the next question here, I did want to say that like it, I didn't want to like bog this down with just like tell me about your sets, bro. What are you benching now? Like how much? Like, I, <laughs> like believe me, I could do a podcast on that that lasted ten hours, minimally ten hours. Like I would be happy to do it, but I just don't want to bog it down too much for that kind of stuff. I mean, if you or anyone else really wants to know like the stuff that I do, I'm more than happy to tell you. It just could fill up. It could fill up hours on its own. I could talk to. I could talk to you, chum. I could talk to you all day long about the difference between working your brain and working your muscles. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, oh, yeah. I just don't want to get too far into that. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I just don't think that's, that is what we would do anyway. And I don't want to put it into this podcast in particular. Oh dude, I completely, completely understand. Yeah. And believe me, this is a cover when it comes to working out stuff, because we've been doing it for so long, even back in high school with like me playing football and you lifting, this is something that's just been such a part of our lives for so long. It literally can be as long, if not longer than the best of 2020 episode that we did, which I, just I think got that's impossible to, uh, earlier this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that, that was, was a long one. Enjoyed every minute of it, but that was a long one. Yeah, it was, well, it was convenient of Greg to just green out for a few minutes so we could, so we could all have a conversation, but <laughs> That made it a little bit quicker, but I, oh yeah, I told, I told everyone, I'm like, I told Greg and Dennis, I'm like, you know, just try to get in and out with as many points as you can, because like when there's four of us talking, it's going to take up a lot of time. Right, right, right. Apparently they didn't, they didn't heed that warning necessarily. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit guilty of it myself too. <laughs> it happens. I'm not too, I'm not too worried about it. I don't care. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to get too far into like the real nuanced stuff. Like I don't. You know, if, if you want to learn about supersetting and uh, the, some of the stuff I do in power building with, like, one of the I'll, the thing I was doing, when I do, like, the 2 by 75s it's called um, feeder sets. Uh, this uh, dead bodybuilder, Rich Piana, um, thought about the, or he didn't, he didn't create it, but, like, that was, like, one of his core uh, training principles. I'll be more than happy to talk to any, anyone about that. Just not here. It just, it's going right. to take up too much time. Not here. <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah. So as far as, you know, as far as like you, you we've talked about like the, the thing that you found, you're a little bit old, old school, more cardio oriented. Certainly I would, I would guess that you're more into the aesthetics of working out. Um, so what is something you would like to try that's a little bit different from what you do every day? 
Dude, I want to get into more balanced centered stuff. Like I see all these dudes like on like the, the Bosu ball turned over and they're mm-hmm. standing on it, doing all different kinds of stuff. That's something I really want to try to do because I am a fucking klutz. Okay. At six foot four. And especially with the left side of my body being like a quarter inch longer than the other one, at least that's what my excuse is. I'm just a goddamn <laughs> klutz asshole. And like, I, I need to like some kind of thing with balance and stuff. I mean, this is just like, there'll be some days where I'm like walking to the fridge and it's like, Oh my God, like I'm not walking a tightrope. Am I It's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> right. And, um, this is something like with these, with these balance exercises. Um, I, I just, I, I into the whole, I love watching all the fucking running backs, like stand on the, uh, stand on the BOSU ball or on like a, um, on the ab ball and everything and throw tennis balls and do kinds of shit. Like that's just stuff looks really cool to me. And since I am so unbalanced, it's like one of these things that I'm like, yeah, maybe I should do some more of that kind of stuff. See, and you know what? That's, a, that's one. I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. It's not the thing I put down here, but I was thinking about about that the other day, like that. Would would one of those would one of those like those half those Bosu balls? Those if anyone's un- unfamiliar, it's basically a big inflatable ball, and then one half or actually less than that. Um, it's like one half or one third, probably like big inflatable ball and like a flat platform on the back side of it. Um, that's what we're talking about. In case you're unaware, I-, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, what could I? What could I get? That would improve my ba- that would help improve my balance. I, one of our roommates back in college had this like, it basically it's like a little it's like a I don't know how else to describe this other than like, it's like a it's a wooden tube that basically sits underneath like or like a, a excuse me a wooden cylinder that's probably five inches across that mm-hmm. that like you sit on top on top of it you put essentially like what's a little surfboard, and you just like rock back and forth on that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember what they're called. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, what can I do to like to improve my balance? Because that is something that was that is it has benefits everywhere, whether or not you play sports or not. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah, I know. And like the, that thing with the, the the cylinder and all that, that right there looks like my death waiting for me to happen <laughs> right now. So I'm not going to be I can't ride a skateboard. Nope. A, a bike nope. might even be like something I, I, I could ride a bike, but I'm not going to lie. Like, it's not going to be like the greatest thing. So, yeah, Adam needs to, to improve his balance a little bit. It's, it's probably a good call. It's probably a good call. Um, <laughs> Chema, I, I really and I'm going to get to this in a little bit to like a supplemental reason here in a little bit, but like, I really feel like I want to try doing some kind of martial art, be it, be it jujitsu, be it probably, probably not some kind of like traditional uh, form of karate. I just not mm-hmm. sure if I can get my leg up, up to my shoulder at right. this point in time in my life, but you know, some kind of martial art, even if it wasn't like for the explicit purpose of like trying to actually do it, it just, it seems like, it seems like the people that are very invested in martial arts are in pretty damn good shape, and I'm assuming you have to be to be good at it. Dude, I hear you on this all the way. And like for a little bit over the summer, I, I bought boxing gloves, and like we when their gyms were open, I was kind of hitting the heavy bag a mm. little bit. And I'm all about this, especially after watching Cobra Kai. Believe me, I'm hoping karate in Southern California takes off like through the roof because of this show. Are you going to try to and, get into the All Valley Under Forty tournament? 
Oh, you fucking know it, dude. <laughs> or maybe or you. over 35 tournament, I guess. <laughs> oh, they I guarantee you there this whole thing with Cobra Kai is gonna be like Fight Club when like how when Fight Club came out, there was all these like, hey, fight clubs or at least rumors oh, yeah. of Fight Club yep. starting up. There the same thing is gonna happen with karate. And now that this Netflix effect is a real thing with the Queen's Gambit and chessboards, it's gonna be the same thing with uh old dudes doing karate, I guarantee you. <laughs> and like there is there's something that is like so fascinating about it. Like if we're even if we're talking like something that is a, um, you know, that is karate or like taekwondo or something, you know, you going up against another person, the mechanics of what is happening in between the punches and the blocks and the, the moves to get out of the punches or to maybe take defense and then go on offense. If you really look at this stuff, sometimes it is like watching like poetry in motion and everything. And th- to have such a knowledge of, of that so we're almost like like dude i would take donnie yen against just about anybody mm-hmm. you know like i would take donnie yen like down the streets of south central los angeles and no fucking problem i'd wear a suit of a hundred dollar bills with donnie yen by my side <laughs> and like this guy this um this because this guy's got such this knowledge i mean he just looks like he's prepared for anything. I mean, like I, I'm safe to assume Donnie Yen cooks a bad ass fucking cheeseburger just the way he knows martial oh, arts sure. and everything. He has to. So like, he has to, without a doubt. And so like, there is just something about the, the discipline of it, the learning it, the not just like standing there and like your what you think is a makeshift karate stance and you know swinging your body with your punch and like making the sound, but to actually like put the effort into learning how to do that perfectly and all the other moves. It's just so cool, man. And like I used to I did Taekwondo when I was like a kid. But once again, since I was a heavier set kid, like I just didn't really I I sucked at it and just didn't really get too much out of it or whatever, because, you know, it's heavy and you don't have any hope in life. (laughs) But um, but uh, that's true. When you are a heavy set kid, things are a little bit different. For sure. And um, and um, so like it's something now like in my in my later like years and everything i just become more and more fascinated with and i'm telling you man when we did that episode on the raid two and rama's beating the shit out of a concrete wall in his jail cell i'm telling you like i think within i believe our gyms closed sometime like soon after we did the the raid episodes and that movie seems about and stuff. right yeah it seems like we maybe had like four weeks left on the gym like at that point in time and um i I think right after that was either I was in the gym hitting the heavy bag or I ordered the boxing gloves and I'm down in my parking garage, like punching a <laughs> punching a concrete pillar and trying to like have a boxing workout that way. You know, it's just so interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. And plus it's one of those skills that's like, if you could ever, even not even master, if you just become good at like some martial art, dude, you really do feel like a badass. Like, yeah. Knowing that full well, you maybe you don't win a fight, but you could really hurt someone. There's yeah, there's dude, a little bit of a badass sort of mentality that goes with it. If I mastered the um the Wang Chung, you know, just hitting the wood blocks and the, the body and stuff in that mm. in that rhythm, if I mastered that, I would still feel like a badass. And I have only fought a wood block, you know. So I mean, <laughs> right. it's it's just there's something about it that it just does instill this confidence in you. And and you're right, like you may not win every fight, but it, it just kind of maybe taps into that whole like um primal urge of protection and strength and mm-hmm. everything and knowing that maybe if, if it came down to it and the, the the cards were on the table and if it was you versus him you stand a shot which i gotta tell you like there's there's probably a lot of people out there that would get in that situation and think they don't have a shot but at least martial arts gives you that 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 chance you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so how about how about this this channel besides besides the obvious benefits of working out and, and exercising 
what do you like most about it? What do you like most about your routine or whatever? Whatever. Just what what really comes to mind is something that you grab onto that you like doing, or that you okay. that you it, like. What reward do you like reaping from it? Dude, it's it's definitely like a therapeutic thing, and like I guess like to get even to a little bit more specific um, with this answer compared to some of the other answers, I call it just basically cleaning out your head mm-hmm. and. Um, long story short is just there are sometimes like in your course of your work week or if you're in the store, there's all these like little kind of maybe like frustrations or these things that you maybe want to say to your coworker, but there's no fucking way you're going to do it or your boss or something like that. And they all just kind of go in your head. And there are times where I might even notice like before the gym, if I've had a really bad day, I'm probably reliving a lot of those bad things that happened like in my head and my head's kind of just going all over the place. And you get into the gym, dude, it's just a way to like clear that shit out. And the best possible example that I can give, and it's very, very elementary is that you can, you can sit at a bar or you can sit in your apartment and get high and get drunk claiming you're blowing off steam, but you could still get pissed off. Okay. I personally, I cannot bring myself to get pissed off if I'm absolutely exhausted because I just sprinted for a hundred yards mm-hmm. or I um, just deadlifted like a bunch of weight or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And in this time period where I can't be pissed, it seems to bring about these little moments of inner harmony within myself that if I know what that feels like to like not be mad or just to have the, the feeling knowing that I can't be mad maybe I could take this feeling and apply it to my life outside the gym. And hopefully I won't be as stressed out about certain things. And I'm not going to lie. There's little evidence to say that I could to say that I stress out less about certain things, but um, you, that's just how I feel, man. You, you get in there, you, you cannot be pissed off if you are completely drained of all your energy. Cause you just crushed a set, ran a mile, whatever it is. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up with this. That I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up with all of this. I'm gonna add a little bit to it. That like you, you're right. It's like it's, it's such a fucking mental, a uh, mental break, a clearing of your head. Um, and I, <clears throat> I think about it like this. That it it sets me up because I'm I'm able to go in the morning before I work. It sets me up for the rest of the day. That like, it, like when. <laughs> When the United States was threatening to be overturned uh, earlier this week, um, and work really sucked and everything really sucked, well, you know what? I already, I already this morning did a bunch of really hard shit. Like, mm-hmm. I already, I already forced myself to pull a bunch of weight off the ground. I already forced myself to, you know, to press a bunch of weight. Whatever I was doing, I don't, I don't remember specifically. I already did that. Everything else is going to be a lot easier from here on out. Like. None of this, none of my my job suck. You know, like on days I've talked to you about this off air multiple times. On days where something very big and nationwide is happening, my job really grinds to a halt, and it's really difficult to parse through. And but like, I don't have to bench press those issues. I don't have to squat those issues. I'm already I've already done the hardest thing that I'm going to do for that day. I've already done. So everything right. else is a lot easier comparatively. And then just to sort of add to it, this is 100 to 120 minutes of me time. Where mm-hmm. I'm, it's, I, it's, even if I don't want to like do everything heavy, that's fine. It's up to me. It's up to no one else. I think that's part of the reason why I would never join a, a CrossFit box either. I don't, 
like I don't need people programming my workout. I know how I want to program. And if right. something changes while I'm there, usually it's a lot of time it's something doesn't feel comfortable. Like I'll go to squat and like my hip doesn't feel good. So I'm like, all right, we're not doing this today. We're doing something else. But other times I get there and I'm like, I had a plan to go heavy or do something or, or I had a plan to hit a bunch of reps on something. It just doesn't feel right. I can just, it's fine. It's up to me. It's all my choice to do it. It's my me time where no one else is setting an agenda. It's all me. Yeah, exactly. I cannot emphasize the me element of this whole thing. It's like, dude, it's just you getting to do your own thing and stuff. You're working on you. You're, you're in there, you know, like to, you know, to make, to be bigger, you know, prevent further injury, get that self-confidence or whatever. You don't need other people around to do that shit. And honestly, they're like between, like, I know that like you work from home and everything. Um, but like for me, like there are times where like, you know, I go to the office, I have people around when I was going to the office would have people around me and uh, like all day long. And it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, I just want to have like, you know, a quick like hour or so to myself in the gym where yeah. I could just grind out a bunch of stuff. And Hey, like if I, want to carry on a conversation with this uh, person next to me, I guess that's cool. If not, they don't really give a shit either. So it's like this whole kind of collective mentality where like I go there and there are people in there that socialize all the time. There are people that come in there and work in pairs and stuff. And that's cool. More power to them. But like I get to go there, I get to do what I want and nobody comes up and says stupid shit or judges you or does dumb crap like that it's just really relieving like out of all the gyms Mm -hmm. i've had the conversations i've had it's been hey bro can you spot me uh i was wearing a a posture corrector one time at the gym some dude was asking me about it like i mean (laughs) maybe like how the the dodgers or lakers are doing because it's here in la like that that's the extent of the conversations you know what i'm saying and and like if um if somebody wants to like duck out of a conversation early to go burn more weight, totally fine. If they want to keep the conversation going for a little while, this is just once again, cool. And if I decide to break it off, it's, it's fine. It's just this whole kind of thing where it's this behavior that uh, I guess like just people understand it's a cool place to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And if you do want to have a conversation, that's, that's also there for you. If you do want to like, you know, do, do it for the more social aspect. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you bet. And I'm telling you, the the people out there, like, um, it is sort of still like how it is on TV. Like, there's still a big time social element. It's a great way for you to go in and meet people and everything. And I I, I could not endorse like gym culture, the good parts of gym mm-hmm. culture enough. And God only knows there's enough bad ones in there for to sure. a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, again, that's something I also don't want to dredge up because as yeah. as someone who has been working out in both. Well, I should say both, but as someone who worked out in the meathead old school gym, um, person who works at, who's worked out in the, the smaller, um, sort of like the, the, they're franchise gyms, but like they're single owned, like, you know, some, the guy doesn't own 10 gyms, he owns one and, and someone who has worked out at a big commercial gym, there are pitfalls to all three of them. Like there are significant pitfalls. Yeah, you bet, dude. I, I've done pretty much everything except the the crazy, like, super uber meathead gym and the um, where you walk in and then there's an electric bike and, like, three things. I Like, the, the private studio. Yeah, I've, I've never done right. a studio. I've never gone on to Orange Theory or whatever. It's you'd never catch me in there, so. Yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get into some motivation stuff here. Chema, do you feel like you have problems getting motivated for a workout? 
Okay, I will tell you that yes, there's a once or two time, one or two days a week where it's a little bit of some difficulty for me to get going. This is mostly predicated on um, work being crazy. Like I usually work out during my lunch break now. So let's just mm-hmm. say, for example, if I um, go from if I usually work out at like 1.30, all of a sudden I'm now looking to have to work out at two. I'm just, even though it's a half an hour, it's a little bit out of my usual routine. So I have to kind of put forth a little bit of effort to pick myself up into it. And I'm not going to lie, even yesterday, like yesterday was a bitch to like get motivated to work out. Cause I just like, I didn't want to move away from the computer in case something, something happened with right. everything that was going on. So I would say that, yeah, I'm, I'm at a, I'm probably at one or two days a week where it's a little bit difficult, but for the most part, it's so ingrained in me that it's now just like part of like life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get unmotivated to, I'm more motivated than not motivated to put it to you that way. Yes, exactly. I mean, for sure. We all have days, maybe even like, I've even had a couple of weeks at a time where like going to the gym is kind of a bear and I love being, I love yeah. going to the gym. Um, but I, I do think that since you, since you mentioned it, it's become so ingrained that maybe I have problems getting up and getting there. And then once I'm there, everything just sort of clicks, you know, everything snaps back into place and I'm like, I'm ready to go now that I'm there. Yeah. Once I wrap up with my cardio stuff, everything usually falls into play. You know, there's, there's usually some kind of like some kind of thing that I have to overcome first or some kind of like check on the list that I have to check off before I really start getting going. So like, yeah, dude, you're right. There are sometimes like driving there and like driving to the gym and believe me, it's only right up the fucking street. That just seems like so daunting. You know what I'm saying? It almost feels like I'm walking there and then I get in and like, okay, you're finally in the gym. And then when I start to get on like the elliptical or get on a treadmill to do my little opening shot of cardio, like, um, once I get over that, it's like, okay, you completed one thing. Now you did what would could easily be one of the hardest things. Cause I fucking don't like doing cardio some days. Now it's on to like, go do stuff you actually want to do. It, it, exactly. And one of the, I think one of the things that really, one of the things that really for me that will snap me out of that sort of like unmotivated funk. Um, like if I, let's just say like I have like a, a bench day or something and I'll get, I'll get warmed up, you know, take 135 and hit a set of like 15 or something to get warmed up. And then like, you know, I'll, I'll let's just say like I jump to 185 for like a quick set of five and it just, it doesn't feel like there's any weight in the bar. And then I go to 225 and it doesn't feel like there's any weight in the bar. Once I like, I, once I hit like a lift that feels really great, then mm-hmm. immediately my brain and my body like perks up like shit. This is going to be a good day. Like if we, if everything is grooving, if everything is this well grooved, this is going to be a good day. So sometimes it even just takes a couple of reps to like snap me back out of it. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, man. Like you feel that, that shot of positivity and stuff. It's like getting a really good shot on the golf course. Yep. You know, it's like, yep. Perfect it just pick, picks you up and stuff. You're ready to do it. You almost have this like renewed sense of focus and everything. I know exactly what you're talking about. So on the days that maybe you are feeling, you know, it doesn't even have to be days that you are, are feeling a little bit uh, unmotivated, but maybe just in general, what do you do to get psyched up? Okay. So some people might not agree with this. I don't even think that this might not even be the best thing to do, but like I, every time I'm not feeling motivated, I just kind of look at myself and it's like, this is like what the old you would do. The old you wouldn't work out because you just didn't feel like it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or, Oh my God, like you're, you're a little too hungover or something or like, Oh, you're doing this later. 
the 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 person that like you know that I was talking about like early on and stuff like that that was you know feeling that they had felt that ugliness and stuff like that back in 2007 2008 that's the type of person who would not mm-hmm. work out just because they didn't want to and I view it sometimes and granted like dude like I don't have to work out every day you know there are some days where like if I'm not working out I'm like oh maybe I should have but there but it's not like that every day and there are sometimes where like Hey, you don't want to work out just because you you don't feel like it or whatever. Like I just view that as like the old me, and I I guess like to a certain degree, none of us really want to take steps backward. We want to keep moving forward, or at least create the illusion that we're always moving forward. And that's kind of like one of the things that I view as taking a step back. You know, and in all reality, it's just 24 hours of my life. It's one day of many days of my of my life that have still have yet to be led. But I just like I feel that um, even this this little thing of just like, hey, not working out because hey, I don't feel like it. I feel like it's going to set me back in some way. Yeah, that's yeah. No, it's a good call. And I don't I don't think I Chum, we're in like such a we're in such a weird place with like the not a weird place, a different place than when you and I were growing up and like and fitness was sort of. Not that it wasn't popular when we were growing up, but n- definitely not the way. Not it wasn't as mainstream um, as it is now. Right. Um, and because it's more mainstream now, there's like there's more like body positivity movements around everything. And yeah. I'm not suggesting that that's a bad thing whatsoever. But I think there is something that is healthy and motivating about knowing your past behaviors. And being able to identify them in the course correct. So yeah. probably not the lesson you want to teach like a teenage girl. Um, that like, oh, you're you're just being a slug like you used to be. Um, probably not the lesson you want to teach some young kid. But like, right. as an adult, that's really like good to like recognize immediately. Like, this is the old you. You're not the old you. Do something. Even if, even if it's not the best workout you've ever had in your life, do something. Right. Exactly, dude. And you make a really good point about this body positive. And I mean, there's definitely like these things should be out there. And as somebody who's been a victim of body shaming and all that stuff, like the the 1990s version of body shaming, which I'm sure is pretty similar to the 2021 version of it. Right. And it's wrong. You're you're right. It's, It's definitely wrong. And as a kid, what I just said is going to be real fucking harsh. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like yes. in there's, and believe me, like there's, there's a difference between tough love and saying, Hey, you're just being a fucking fat shithead. Right. The there's, gym. there's a like, difference between cruelty and tough love. Yeah. yeah. And even, even in the vocabulary, it doesn't have to be fat shithead. It could be anything. There's certain connotations with the way that things are said. And that's not something that you want to be said in your developmental years, because then you're just going to resent it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there has to be something about this that comes from you. And like f- for, for me, like it is the fact that I happen to view that as, as the old me and everything. But if I was to say that as a 17 year old, I guaranteeing you, I would be wearing a much larger pad size. Um, or it maybe would have taken me a lot longer to figure out in my life. Right. Right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, no, and and you know, it's. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to like get too far down like the body positive kind of hole because I think I think there. It's again one of those things that has its own. Like you should be, 
there's nothing wrong with being happy with your body, and there's also nothing wrong with not being happy with your body. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I got you, dude. And I got to tell you, man, I kind of wish some of this body positive stuff was around when we were growing oh, up for sure. and everything. I, look, because, like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you know, I, it's, it still felt like for a majority of us growing up that there was this, like, defined image of what is attractive and what is not. And um, there was no real emphasis on, hey, you're cool just the way you are. It almost seemed like we were kind of programmed or something to always try to be better or try to be something that, um, you know, somebody else is just like, hey, this is what it's supposed to be. And we're trying to achieve that. And like I'm telling you, man, like having a little bit more of this this body positive stuff and giving somebody the ability to figure it out for themselves or at least to have – to know that like hey by the way if somebody calls you a fat ass like it's wrong and not just like hey man well you kind of are a fat ass like it's <laughs> right. uh, like i that would have just done like a lot of wonders for, for um for me growing up heavier and stuff like that is it would have been great to have society on my side 20 fucking years ago exactly that that was where i was going to go with it as as a as a former fat kid current current husky man um but like it, it it just would have done a myriad of of wonders for <clears throat> excuse me for my confidence and just like general self image yeah if it was like like hey man it's like it's sure you should work on yourself but like it's all right you know it's it's not the end of the world you're fucking thirteen like it's okay you'll, <laughs> right. you'll come out of this okay and like even then like like I said I've been working out for literally two thirds of my life I was twelve and thirteen when I was working out. And I'm sure that I was stronger than most 12, 13 year olds. So <laughs> like it, it, you know, but even then, like that doesn't really matter. At least back then didn't really matter. Now things would be significantly different if 13 year old me was growing up in this, uh, in this quote unquote woke age. Right. Of course, things would have been a lot different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, it makes me wonder, like, it makes me wonder with all this body positive stuff, if more, like, you know how there's that whole, like, there's some stupid uh, TV episode that's like, hey, this person's a seven. That means they're only going to be going out with people that are like a six or an eight or another seven. It makes me wonder if, like, in this body positive movement that we have, if there's, uh, you know, people that are like tens that are like, you know, hooking up with people that are like fours and stuff. It makes me wonder if it's actually manifested itself to where we're seeing real results not just people saying hey by the way you shouldn't say that stuff or you shouldn't call people this That's you should a, look at them for who they are i'm gonna go ahead and guess that hot people still want to bang hot people yeah that's what i'm saying it's probably unfortunate but yeah. it's good to know that at least they're not making you feel bad about exactly, not being exactly. As as they are. <laughs> that's fine bang each other just stop making fun of them right <laughs> oh man um you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus this question a little bit more, um, like on, a, like on like the workout part in terms of getting psyched up, and mm-hmm. what I, I'm, you know, I'm sure just like everyone else, I'll jam some music or whatever, um, that that helps. But I, I'm one of those people like I don't, I don't need like like I mentioned before, like I don't need some coach yelling at me as when I'm playing a sport, in the same way that I don't need. I don't need like people or even myself kind of like, come on, you're going to fucking get this. You're going to get this lift. You're going to fucking kill this. I don't need that. I'm already aware of how heavy this is and how hard it is. Um, I, but what I do try to do is visualize every like piece that I can see. You know, like if I were to step back and, you know, view, view myself from the third, you know, from the third person 
I really do try to visualize what it's how I'm gonna do it. Obviously, my form, but like I know that like 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 on a on a deadlift, for example, I have a tendency sometimes to pull into my right side more, and as my shins will attest, um, there's a significant amount more scarring on my shins for the bar and that side on um, that leg. Um, I know that like sometimes it's like all right, well that could be a problem. Like when you have five or six hundred pounds in your hands and it starts to slow down, how are you going to, how are you going to mentally like pull through? You know what I mean? Like I have mm-hmm. to visualize right. that happening. I have to visualize that, but I have to visualize how I get through it and then how I finish it off, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, I really do try to like work through the whole workout in my head before, you know, the whole move in my head before I do it. And that's like really a good way for me to go. Okay. Like even if, even if I'd like, even if something doesn't feel quite right, I know that like, okay, like it, it feels like, on something like a deadlift or a squat where it feels like it takes forever to get to the bottom or top. Mm-hmm. When you step back and this is part of the reason why I record myself doing it, not just to brag on, on Instagram <laughs> and let everyone know that there's weaker than me, but like, <laughs> I like seeing it because I realize, like, man, this, this lift felt like shit. It felt slow. And then I look at it and I'm like, Nope, that moved really fast. It was just in your head. So I try yeah. to visualize how that looks before I do it. And just to know that, like, even if it feels like it's moving slowly, it's probably not. Even if you feel like you have a lot left, you know, like you have more distance to go, you probably don't. And, like, once I kind of get into that, like, mindset where I'm just like, all right, I can see it, then, it, like, it, it just becomes a lot easier for me to go and do it. Yeah, man. And that's a really interesting take on this. I never – I have not heard that perspective on working out before, especially, like, the motivational element. And I, what you're saying is all things that – like number one, like any type of whatever I'm experiencing, there's a major weight differential between what you're doing and what I'm doing and stuff. But I've never, I guess I've just never considered like what is actually going through my mind or your mind when you're doing that, you know, and the, um, to, to watch it on the video and stuff like that, it to be basically, you know, shown that you were wrong like hey man this has actually turned out to be pretty good i think it's something that does give you a nice shot of confidence like yes i could do this like whatever's going in my head it is just in my head is because as we've grown up we find that most things like are 90 percent mental that stupid cliche that we've heard our entire life unfortunately it's true (laughs) yeah it's really true and like and overcoming certain mental mental obstacles are just as important if not more important than overcoming the physical obstacles that we encounter it, it, absolutely and, and that's you know like going back to the the sort of like the mental aspect of uh, the i guess the mental health aspect of of why we like working out just to add to it too it's like especially especially with like heavy lifting stuff you are over like sure you're like for the first time maybe you're squatting 400 pounds but it's also you've now hurt. You've now gotten over this mental barrier that you can't. You know what I mean? Like that you can't do this kind of weight because it's right. too heavy. And then you do it, and it's like, holy shit! I'm a lot stronger than I thought. Like this is right. this is a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And especially like when you like I the other day I was doing some like banded squats, and I, I went pretty heavy. I went to I went to four ninety five on it, and it felt it didn't feel great. Like when I went down and came back up, and then I looked at it, and I'm like, no, that was a really good lift. Like shit, I'm not as far off from where it was a couple of years ago as I thought. And that was like sort of mm-hmm. like a nice shot of like mental confidence right there. 
Yeah, dude, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And there are times like where, and I, I'm hoping that whenever I get back into the gym and I know there's going to be a lot of things that are extremely difficult, but I'm, I know there'll be that one moment where I'm just like, okay, maybe this, this is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Now, now I know this, now we can move forward and stuff. Yep. Any, like any doubt that I might have in my mind, like that, that'll all be gone, you know, cause I'll be going in there and like, I'll be looking at a squad rack and be like, Oh my God, man, I'm kind of scared of that. I haven't seen it in so long, <laughs> right. you know? So like, but once I ever, whenever I get over that hump or whatever, it's just all going to click. It's going to give me that shot of confidence, letting me know that I could do this, that I'm here for a reason, all that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anything that you do to keep yourself engaged, um, in your routine, like on a long-term basis, like the day-to-day can sometimes be pretty easy, but how about like over like months? So like, I guess changing it up is something that is, is crucial. And I'm not saying like just doing different exercises all the time because like that has to happen. Like I just can't go in and do three sets of five for 40 years. You know what I'm saying? That that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. And you shouldn't, so, and you shouldn't, by right. the way. Right. Right. So like for me, um, I guess like what I do is, um, this, so we were in this pandemic thing, obviously. Um, and what I would do is, uh, I used to set up like little stations in our parking garage where literally I'm running around the parking garage for 10 or 15 minutes and then it's going to jump rope and it's doing something else. Then like once I got the kettlebells, it became, okay, so now I'm going to do these. What I've even been doing lately is I've been running outside more. So, um, so today, for example, was more like a long distance three mile run. Um, Saturday will be a day where I run, um, I'll run about a mile and a half and then I'll kind of jog up a massive fucking hill that, um, that I have to go over to get back home from the beach. There'll be days where, um, since we are like literally have hills that are like a quarter mile up, I'll just go run the hills one day. I've done that before. It's very difficult, but um, very rewarding, especially once you get to the top. So like, I just kind of change it up to, to a certain thing. So that way I don't like, so it doesn't feel like monotonous. And there've been times that I've had this conversation with you about like how you're just kind of going in and doing the same stuff all the time. And you either like maybe have to take a day off to kind of just reset your body or go in there and start doing Mm -hmm. different things. It's that's the kind of stuff that I think is cool. And also like with the way that, all these new workouts come in and like, like I said, musclefarm.com or even some of the kettlebell sites that I follow. There's just all these like cool kinds of new different things that I could try. And there's always something coming out. And anytime I could feel like I have the perfect routine, it sounds like something else will just come along and I get to try that out too. So there's just a lot of variation, a lot of changing it up. And if I am talking about something that completes and just to wrap it up with something that does keep me focused, like the entire time. And I mean, it, it all, just kind of goes back to everything that I was saying before about always being moving forward in life. So you put all these things in a pot and here I am in my workout routine and stuff. It's yeah. kind of how it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, 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 yeah. The, <clears throat> just the sort of, it, it's one of those things like you, you, you talk about like, you know, just everything is getting boring or whatever. Like um, you can call it burnout. You can call it getting bored. That is an easy way to want to, to fall off working mm-hmm. out. And, and, and staying on a, on, a fitness, on a fitness routine if it bores you. Um, so, like, yeah, changing it up and doing stuff that's different is obviously super important. Um, I, and, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna add to it that, like, and you actually you mentioned in there real quickly, I'm going to add to it that, like, I make sure that I take breaks. Whether it's, there, whether it's like, in the, it could be in the middle of the week and I'm just, like, a little bit busy with work. Bef- you know, I'll wake up and do some work sometimes before I leave for the gym. And... 
like that suddenly begins to sprawl out a little bit longer than I thought I was going to take. And it's just like, you know what? I need to focus on this right now and not going and bench pressing today. So like maybe, maybe, maybe this is a needed day off where like I can just kind of, I can kind of immerse myself in work and some other stuff, put, put lifting on the back burner and we'll get to it tomorrow. Or what, what I basically did all of last year I more or less took the weekends off and just went hiking every single weekend. It yeah. was, you know, it's still, it, it, it wasn't explicitly for exercise, but it was a nice exercise. Um, you know, going out and hiking for like three or four miles is, you know, I wasn't like at a breakneck pace or anything, but it is like, you know, you add in like a couple hundred feet of elevation. Like it does like it, it does get tiring, but it was just like, okay, you spent a, you spent a weekend out of the gym you're, you're mentally recharged. You're physically recharged. That means you got to go kill it on Monday. So, like, it's it really does just taking breaks for me is, like, the big key for you making sure that, like, you know, on, on a month on a monthly basis that out of the, the 30 or 31 days, I'm still going for 26 of them. And, but just taking a few days for myself to make sure that I'm not, like, that I'm not going to burn out. Right. Exactly. And that's something I need to do a, a better job of doing to not get burnt out and stuff. And like, whether you're right, whether it just be like going for hikes or like we, like I said, the, the beach is right over the fucking hill, you know, just going yeah. walks on the beach is just something a little bit different, you know, to kind of not fall into those ruts and stuff. Because, dude, I've fallen into ruts where I'm telling you, like six weeks goes by. And like, yeah, there's some definition and stuff like that there, but it just doesn't feel like rewarding. It just feels like monotonous, you know, it feels like I'm just going in and going through the motions sometimes like and then you're right, like a nice like break doing something different is a good way to allow you to reassess the situation and stuff, you know, when when you haven't or when you don't plan on working out. And you're taking this part away from your normal routine, especially like doing it on a Tuesday, which is like for me a must workout day like yeah, dude, like I'm going to be like, if I'm not working on a Tuesday for a reason, like you bet your ass like Wednesday or Thursday, I'd completely reassess what's going on and I'm kicking ass when I get back in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm telling you, Chema, post it to the gram too. Put it, put it in the gram. It's, is it vain? Absolutely it is. However, there are some days where like I go back and I look through my own feed and I'm like, fuck. I deadlifted four, you know, four fifty five for eight last week. Why can't I get four hundred for five now? Like, yeah. it's kind of like shit. All right, you know, get your shit together and let's go. It, it's it's sort of like this online this online accountability post that's just like staring you in the face yeah. if you really want to look at it. Oh yeah, exactly right. Like Instagram's like it's like your online workout log and plus other fun little things, and that's kind of like how I view Twitter sometimes. It's just like an online diary of my one or two sentence thoughts, you right, know, like right. it, that somebody else keeps for you, and you don't have to pay for the hosting service. <laughs> right, not yet. Yeah, not yet. That's right. <laughs> All right, so continue with our motivation here. Um, how about I'm gonna I'm gonna go through a couple categories here. Talk celebrities slash personalities, movies, TV shows, and social media accounts that you find um, motivate you in some way, shape, or form. So I'll let you go ahead and you start wherever it doesn't matter. 
Okay, I'm going to go right on down the list, and I'm going to start off with a celebrity right now who I definitely feel is worthy of some acknowledgments and discussion because I'm not going to lie, I don't know him, but for some reason I'm really fucking proud of this guy, and it's Action Bronson. This dude is oh, yeah. a symbol yep. of motivation right now. And, like, he I, – I'd be safe to assume he weighed at least plus 300, and now oh, he I mean, was, he's still – he was like 350, 360. Yeah, I mean that's a big that's a big Humongous. dude right there, you know. And if you ever see the show "Fuck That's Delicious" when he mouths down a bunch <laughs> yep. of food, yep, yeah, it's it's completely understandable how somebody could get that big. But all you know, like he and towards the end of one of the seasons of "Fuck That's Delicious," he was making this. Um, it was kind of like you know we're going to start doing this, kind of start a little bit of a fitness journey and everything. And he's only more recently, especially in the quarantine and stuff, because you know he's got a bunch of money and I'm sure can afford uh, private gyms or gyms that uh, hey we're just shutting down for an hour for action. Right, right. But um, but he's gone in there and he's and the dude's like killing it and stuff. And I mean, you're seeing these this footage of him working out and, you know, you're seeing these like side by side photos and like he's you know, he's still um in the twos or whatever but it looks like a completely different guy you know he i mean he just looks like much mm-hmm. he looks much healthier he looks a lot happier he looks like a lot more able you know what i'm saying there's just something about him like after shedding all this weight that like the guy really looks good and, and like if this is somebody who is um a plus 300 pound 350 pound dude who like wraps and smokes a lot of weed and eats a lot of food if he can get in there and do this stuff like I, I, anybody can that that's a big that's a really big thing with it too like whenever i mean action bronson's a great is a perfect example of this this dude he looks you're right he looks so much fucking better than he used to he was one of those like he was one of those people that like you're just kind of like waiting on to have like a heart attack or some mm-hmm. other like some other like medical emergency he looks so much better now and i think that's like a big part of it with like the people that i do sort of or or the things that i do sort of gravitate towards like in in terms of like fitness motivation it's not it's not the dude who's like it's not the dude who's like over there like pulling 800 pounds easy it's like the dude who like i I saw this video recently of this um this younger kid who has like cerebral palsy and like he was like bench pressing like 80 pounds or 70 pounds or something yeah and it's like that is much more motivating if this kid can like if this young kid can make that investment despite the physical limitations and how hard it is to do this exercise anyway, if he can like put that kind of effort into it, like why the fuck can't I? Yeah. I'm telling you, man, some of those, um, the videos of the kids with disabilities that are lifting, some of this shit is like, it's just, honestly, it is one guy lifting it up once. It is like some of the most inspiring shit you will ever fucking yep. see in your life. It, yep. It's like, I mean, it's like almost like in tears while watching these 30 seconds. Oh, for sure. And stuff. Like, you just like want the guy to do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I love that choice though. Action Bronson is a great choice. I went a little bit more, I went more, more traditional here. Uh, but I went with this, uh, this one, uh, fitness influencer slash celebrity, model uh this girl Cass Martin not girl woman she's like 32 um Cass Martin I am she is she has managed to balance the things that I like about fitness accounts on social media and or she she has found that balance between the aesthetics and the actual mechanics of working out um Mm -hmm. she doesn't dole out a ton of advice but like she gives you like pretty in-depth stuff in like her workouts and none of this is for show. Like she's she's very good looking. She's very attractive, um, no doubt about that. But um, she puts in the fucking work. Her arms are. I'm jealous of her arms and her shoulders. I want them. 
She is so fucking ripped. It's unbelievable. Um, so like she is putting in the work, her workouts look pretty brutal and pretty intense and she does manage to still like look, I mean, she looks fantastic. Um, but it's, but she is one of the influencers that isn't there just for the aesthetics. She is also, she is also putting in the work and like, and like she puts in the work in the gym and she's like, I think she works like professionally. She does, she like flips houses and does construction or something. So like, she's like physical all the time and you know, she has no problem. She has clearly has no problem doing the stuff that like, I hate when women say this, like, I don't want to get too big. Um, okay. Don't worry. You won't just by picking up a weight. It's not, it doesn't work that way. Um, right. But she does, she's over there bench pressing. She's doing overhead press. She's doing curls. She's doing all the stuff that quote unquote will make you look too big. And she looks fucking fantastic. Right. Oh, yeah. That, that whole thing, the whole I don't want to look too big argument, it's not like if you do one set of curls for a month, you have to do that. You have to so much commitment for you to get too big. Like, I even think that it's beyond the scope of what actually people re- they don't even realize what no. they're saying. When no, they, they don't. That. It, it's um, I can tell you right now, like if, if I were to give you like a program to follow, you need to follow it for 12 weeks before you begin to build in like a significant, I mean, you'll notice muscle after like three to four weeks, but like to really mm-hmm. like build in significant muscle, 12 weeks. Yeah. It takes exactly. a long time. Oh, yeah, you bet. yeah. It takes that long just for you to see the results, let alone be cut and jacked and too big, right. you know, like, I mean, it, it, it's just one of these stupid things. I think it's like an excuse for people not to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I just sure. don't want to lift weight. So that that's the excuse. And unfortunately, that's one of those very, very unrealistic kind of excuses not to do something. Yeah. And if you, if you think if ladies, if you think you're going to get too big, uh, go look at Cass Martin. There's nothing too big about her. Um, how about, uh, how about a movie here that gets you motivated, bud? Dude, Moxon's halftime speech from varsity blues is a fucking do it for me every nice. time kind of motivator, man. Nice. And like, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, like, cause, um, they, I saw a lot of those, like, um, you know, Instagram posts where it's like, Hey, the last time the Browns were in the Super Bowl, like this was popular. This was the number right. one song, all that kind of cheesy expected crap to see. And like, they're going through some movies and like, dude, I was thinking about this and like, man, like our high school years are just like, I mean, there's stuff that came out. I mean, like the, the Lord of the Rings and like Spider-Man and all this stuff came out when we were in high school, but it's just like such a dark time for movies that like, I, I don't really take a lot of the movies that came out while we were in high school, like with me to this day, you know what I'm saying? Like I've seen right. movies in 2014 that I will take to the grave right. compared to seeing stuff in 2002, but like varsity blues is just one of those movies that like, that is the fantasy that we should have had as football players in Northeast <laughs> right. Ohio. Okay. That is what I was sold on when I watched days and confused. That's like, that's what I fucking wanted. And our class had like none of that stuff. And like, <laughs> it just like, I went down this whole rabbit hole. Like I seriously, all I did was looked at an Instagram. It was like filling out this whole, filling out the, the outline. And I looked at this Instagram post. Cause like when, when I got this, it was Monday. And that's when like a lot of these things were coming out. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, there's not a lot of stuff that I really take with me from that time period, pop culture wise. But man, I will somehow, I will defend varsity blues until the fucking cows come home. Like, I think that that is a good football movie. It, it is, it is a very, very solid football movie. And to this day, 
I, there that movie has so many quotes in it that I still can randomly pop out and people get it. Like you're right, yeah. it's it's one of those. It's it is one of the few things that I've taken for, you know from the last twenty years that uh, or I should say from twenty years ago that like if I just casually say to someone I don't want your life like you yep. understand exactly what I'm going for. Yeah, and dude, like what's crazy is that you could do that. I don't want your life in like. And just like almost like a regular kind of conversation, you know what I'm saying? You could work that in yep. at any point in time. Yep. You don't have to be doing varsity blues. You know, you could be talking about a, a, a discussion you had with your boss and then you're like, yeah, I don't want your life, even though you didn't say that. And everybody's going to get it. You know right. what I'm saying? It's just it's like for our specific like graduating class, like the early aughts people that, you know, turned 18. We don't got a lot, and I'll, I'll take that one with me, dude, yep. for a long time. And, man, I'm not going to lie, man. This whole rabbit hole got me even going down to, like, the the actual, like, our graduating class just being different from all the other ones. We had a three and seven football team. The next year, they go to the state fucking title game. I know. Like, <laughs> I mean, there there is just, like, it is almost like, um, it's, I kind of look at, like, Ardonia High School, like, the Hawks wall and the first Mighty Ducks, and the one mighty the one uh, banner that's hanging on the wall when the hawks did win the championship is yes. the one that gordon missed the uh yep. it's almost like you have the uh two you have 1999 as the championship banner 2000 as the championship banner uh 2001 is the championship banner and our graduating class is the league champion is the league, uh, league, league runner-up yeah yeah the league runner-up banner and then right <laughs> after that championship 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 <laughs> Oh god, that's a good point. That's a really good point. But that's I yeah. went down that I went down that rabbit hole big time, bro. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna. I, this was a two way tie. I really could not separate these movies. One, uh, one of the documentary, the old school documentary that everyone, if you're even remotely interested in in working out, you have got to see Pumping Iron, uh, with Arnold. It is a fucking wild ride to see like thirty year old Arnold. Or like actually not even thirty. I think it's like twenty seven or twenty eight um, year old Arnold. One working out. It's just it's hilarious. Like how how large he is and how strong he is, and mm-hmm. just but just to hear him talking about like like hooking up with women, the lifestyle of being Mister Olympia. It's fucking crazy, dude. It is crazy. It's a great documentary. Um, you have to see it. And then this will always get me revved up. The training sequence, the dual training sequence from Rocky Four, with Ivan Drago oh, yeah. getting his injections, his steroid injections, and running on the treadmills, and just fucking being badass. Rocky's out in the fucking mountains, like lifting stones and like pushing wheelbarrows and like doing like physical labor. Yeah, man, that shit gets me revved up. Like it gets me ready to go do anything. Oh, it gets me fired up every fucking time. I know exactly what you mean, man, and. That whole training thing, like that, when I saw that, it almost made me think like, man, that's what working out should be. That's what I should just do is grab a bunch of fucking rocks and, you know, like cut stone, drape a, uh, a clothesline across the room and do the under with yep. the punches and stuff. Like it even just like the whole thing of like, I mean, it's just such a testament to like, not only the, like the, the difference in the characters in the movie and all the, the symbolism in the movie and stuff, but it's just one of these things about like what shit was like back in the day, man. Like if you wanted to get built, that's how you fucking did it, you know? Yep. And they it, just Sylvester Stallone, like, you know, like, I mean, he's, it's Rocky and he's in shape when he goes to Russia, but by the time he's getting ready to fight Drago and he's just jacked and ready to go, that is some motivating shit right yep. there. 
Yep. Plus, dude, you got to do it for America. Yeah, of course. Why Let's not? Do like, it for of course, America. for America. Damn <laughs> uh, Russians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about a, how about a TV show? Okay, um, I go with the Game of Thrones battle sequences for motivation. Sometime, nice. And like the the Jon Snow shot of him as one man going up against Ramsay's forces in the Battle awesome. of the Bastards episodes. Awesome. That is a motivating factor, dude. And like even when like the um, the Knights of the Vale come in and just outright obliterate those like Bolton pieces of shit. Like that is just some motivating stuff right there. It's like this. It's a whole like. I guess as guys, and I'm not going to like, I mean, I'm not, I'm the least like uber masculine dude you'll ever possibly meet. But as a dude, there's some part of us that is somewhat attracted to that ancient battle lifestyle and being on the battlefield and like imagining it's us with the sword going up against those people. And everything all goes back to penises anyway. But uh, <laughs> yep, that's pretty much, you know, there, there's, there's just something about that that I think is in, in us this like, you know, kind of like inner desire to be a hero, whether it be on the battlefield or in the office. And there's something about that where you like that whole battle sequence just allows you to live vicarious live vicarious heroism through Jon Snow and all its beautiful forms. Yep. I, I like that. That's a really good choice. Um, it, it's the, the hero, even though I think, I think game of Thrones will be forever known, not for, it, it won't be forever known for its ending. I'm going to say that right now, but it'll be forever known as like the TV show that just like killed off everyone that had no problem mm-hmm. killing off its heroes. But when they had right. hero moments, they were fucking incredible hero moments. Oh yes, they did, and like all, in some way, shape, or form, all the important people got hero moments, and there were even some unsuspecting hero moments that were yep. incredibly well done. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you again. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna cheat a little bit, but one's real quick. Um, it's when I said when I said before, there's only like two shows that involve like actual like weightlifting. One or two. Mm-hmm. One of them is strongman, like any strongman competition. World's Strongest yeah. Man, uh, the Arnold Classic that gets televised, yeah. um, whatever, like that kind of stuff. Like watching <clears throat> uh, Game of Thrones reference, watching Half the War Bjornsson pick up a four hundred pound stone and carry it forty yards. That's like yep. some that's some shit that you're like, God damn, I kind of want to try that. Knowing full well, there's <laughs> right. no way I could even pick it up. Um, but that kind of stuff, like w- watching some of these dudes. I mean, like, literally working themselves until, like, muscles are tearing. Um, it's, again, it's one of those things, like, man, if he could work that hard, I can at least work half that hard <laughs> when I go to the gym or do whatever. But, right. realistically speaking, I'm on a kick right now, um, and you you mentioned it before, I fucking dig Cobra Kai, and that shit kind of gets me jacked up. Nice. I was, did you watch it when it was on YouTube, or did you just get into it? I just got into it, like, this week, so. Or last Fairy, week. I'm... Oh, very nice. I'm so happy to hear that, dude. <laughs> Isn't it just, like, so it's bad great. and good all at the same time? It is time? <laughs> so great. It is so, like, we always talk about how, like, you don't have to make Academy Award or Emmy-winning Emmy winning TV or movies all the time, right? Find your target mm-hmm. and hit the target. This knows exactly what the target is, and it's a fucking bullseye. Um, I know. It's, it's so perfect. good. It's so perfect. It's so it's, perfect. And what's, what I really... What I really appreciated, they, they went out, I was doing some, I was doing a little bit of, you know, a little IMDB snooping on the show, because I was really curious, Is you know, n- had no idea who any of these, any of the kids are in the show. Um, not surprising, because we're old now, but, um, like, they actually went out of their way, and it made, it makes sense, especially as the kids get better at karate, um, 
it makes sense. They went out of their way to find kids that have martial arts and like athletic backgrounds because this is a show that would look really bad if these kids didn't. And the fight scenes are very solid. They're not A plus yeah. fight scenes, but they look very good for what they are. Yeah, dude, I could not agree with you more. And like, you're right. There's some fight scenes. Like, how far in the show are you? Are you caught up through season three, or I'm where gonna are finish you season it? two. Like, I have like probably two more episodes in season two. Okay, I'm gonna not say anything too revealing here, but there is an incredible fight scene in the season finale of season two, and a lot of it is just one camera shot. There is cutting, but there's big, big intervals okay. of like no cuts and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. And there's a there's a scene that there's a scene you haven't gotten to yet where it's exactly what you said about the it's like, yeah, it's OK, but it's added. It's still good, but it's not like necessarily the best fight scene. There's one of those in there, too. And like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and there are some times where like the fights are awesome. And then there are some times where it's just like, OK, this is a show about karate. Somebody hasn't fought in two episodes. Right. Yes. Let's have somebody yep. fight. You know, so all yep. of a sudden, like Johnny Lawrence will be eh, I know this doesn't happen, but he'll be like fighting the postman just because he gave him a bad look or something. Exactly. Turns out the postman's really good at karate. So like, <laughs> um, yeah, so I oh, I'm so happy that you got on that bandwagon. Yep. I, I personally think that like this is one of the the better like. 20 years down the road, let's just hitch up a plot kind of thing. Oh, for um, sure. For sure. By, by far. Like this, this blows away uh, kingdom of the crystal skull, like all those way later sequels yep. and stuff. Like yep. I haven't seen, I have, I'm sure Bill and Ted face the music is enjoyable, but I still haven't seen it I, yet. Yeah. I, I want to, I just, I just haven't gotten there yet, dude. Like I'm going to get there eventually. And, but, but I have a feeling that, Bill and Ted is going to be entertaining, but it's not going to hit the mark. It's not going to do what Cobra Kai is doing the way Cobra Kai is doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, absolutely. They, they, it seems like every, even some of the episodes are like cheesy. Um, But like, it it is, this is like, if there's, if there's such thing as like popcorn TV, this is popcorn Mm -hmm. TV and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's popcorn TV at its finest. I love, even season two with all the stupid Game of Thrones conversation that yep. Dimitri has with Ralph Macchio. Yep. And, you know, he's like, he's feeling let down. And all of a sudden, Ralph Macchio is like, well, you remember Samuel Tarley killed a White Walker? And That's I'm just right. like, oh, God, you beautiful geniuses. <sighs> oh, God, Cobra Kai. It's fantastic. It it, it yeah. makes me want to, it makes me want to buy a gi. Because I have a feeling yeah. they're really comfortable. Oh, dude, I would walk around the house in one just for the hell of it. <laughs> Go just to the chop, store. Just chopping and yeah. kicking stuff as you walk around. Right, right. Oh, man, I got to tell you a really quick side note of what since you brought this up. Just really quick. So um, Kurt Bros, who's out here in California, mm-hmm. or, uh, one of my buddies from Macedonia and everything, mm-hmm. um, he made a, uh, a short or, you know, made a feature length presentation about uh, – I'm totally drawing a blank on what it's called right now. Um, but he, he did make one. It's kind of like a horror film. I, I believe it's like loosely inspired by like the torso murders in Cleveland okay. and stuff. It's, it's, it's something like that. They shot it in Ohio. And um, at one point in time, they were getting ready to like select a big, like a, a, a recognizable actor to like be in this movie. And they went over the budget. And when it all boiled down to it, they had, um, it was, I believe it was, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's, I think, oh, something geez. like that, um, or uh, Zabka, whatever his William, name. William Zabka, Zabka. yeah, William Zabka, yeah. It was going to be those two, and, I, and they went with um, Bernie <laughs> over uh, Zabka. But they, over but Johnny was, like, Lawrence, come on. 
I know, I know. And one of the first, um, one of the first times I was out here, he's like the first time I saw him when we were out here, we we're all hanging out and he's telling me about this. And like, I guess it like, it came down to like, yeah, like an offer was like put in, it was almost done, but they, but the weekend at Bernie's guy, I think I believe is the weekend at Bernie's guy turned out to be the, the mm. better choice. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, there you go. Little, little Johnny Lawrence, uh, <laughs> trivia there for you. Um, and, and Weekend at Bernie's Trivia. Always love good Weekend yeah. at Bernie's Trivia. <laughs> Two and one right there. <laughs> uh, so how about, a, how about a social media account you do that you do get uh, some good motivation out of? Okay, so this um, this account, it's, this is like an account slash like personality. Um, it is, okay, it's LC Fit OKC. And LC is the guy's initials. His name is um, Lemire Cornelius. And it's, it's fit because he's like a, a really in shape dude and stuff. And then it's OKC because he's from Oklahoma City. And um, I first found this guy a couple of years on um, Instagram. And he was just basically doing all kinds of crazy ass lifts. Like this was all shit that like I would never do. I'm just like watching it just to see like, oh, here's something I'm probably never, ever going to do. And this guy would do all kinds of stuff, man. Like we're talking like balance workouts, like he would, you know, like hang plates on the side of the bench and like turn them for his abs. Like, I mean, just crazy ass shit, man. Like all kinds of like just unusual movements. And it was really entertaining to watch, like just jumping, lifting combinations, all kinds of stuff. Uh, he recently, and when I say recently in the last like year and a half or so, he was a victim of a home break-in and these dudes, like they slashed his face and everything. And he went dormant from social media for like the longest time, but he's now come back and he's a little, he's not necessarily crazy lifting guy anymore. He's a little bit more like what I would say organized and like, you know, Hey, here's my shoulder workout for the day. Here's this, like just kind of it's not as like, Hey, I'm the crazy lifter. It's like I said, a little more structured and it's a little bit more informative. And, um, ever since, like, I've been following this guy, there's just the dude to me is just like a, a good motivator. It's like, Hey man, like, I know you're not going to be able to do this stuff, but Hey, get to the gym. Maybe one day you will, maybe there'll be one day where you just decide mm. to turn a 45 on the side of the bench and see if you can do it and stuff. And I, I have, and I can't, but, um, that doesn't mean I won't <laughs> be able to in the future. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm checking. I'm checking his page out right now, and dude, dude's uh, he's in good shape. Let's just yeah, put it that way. Yeah, that dude is like, there's, like, there's some videos uh, like um, I don't know the specifics, but like he'll be pointing to like, yeah, man, you see like how I I developed this muscle right here, and it's just pointing to some muscle on his side that I'm like, oh wow, I never even knew that that was a muscle. So somebody was in shape enough to have that muscle, and he's like, yep, yeah, just do this, and it's like, oh wow, okay, well. Yeah, a couple uh, thousand reps of those, and I'll have a really, really solid uh, side of the back line there. There you go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, definitely got to follow this dude. We'll go ahead and do that right now. Um, <clears throat> yeah, dude. I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback with. I didn't. He was like, I, I'm looking at his face right now, but like, couldn't have been that severe. Yeah, it's there's like if you were to scroll through his entire Instagram thing, there's I think one or two photos of what it looked like oh, okay. before. And like it's not like um uh Michael Kenneth Williams, it's not like that oh, okay. deep of a scar, but he did get his face like cut enough to have to stop social media and kind of have to kind of regroup. And I'm a sure he's bit. gotten some plastic surgery done too. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. yeah. And like yeah, dude, the, it's crazy. Like there are some days where like uh He's like when um, 
I guess he, he kind of travels all over the place and there'll be some days where he's at muscle beach or at Venice and stuff. Like even during the pandemic, he was in Venice doing like uh rubber uh, resistance band workouts and stuff like that on the beach. So it's like, if I ever see this dude, I'm, I'm totally going to go up to him and say like, Hey man, like I appreciate your stuff, you know, have him, uh, have him sign your, have him sign your abs. Yeah, exactly. Because believe me, it is it is a um, it is a rolly enough surface down there for him to uh, get a good signature line. <laughs> I like it though. I like it. Um, kind of actually, kind of a, a similar a similar person I follow that I really enjoy. Um, he's it's a social media account, obviously, but also kind of a personality. Um, he was on um, uh, America's Got Talent um, for like a I, I don't I don't think he got past the first round, but like he was he was showcased in America's Got Talent. Um, he's also, he's, you, he's in a commercial, uh, that kind of, that kind of like launched him to like social media fame. Um, it's, uh, his name is John Call. And you, if you know him, you know him as Juju Mufu. Um, okay. it's the commercial where there's a guy, he's doing an overhead press while he's doing splits on two chairs. Oh God, I think I've seen this. If you if you just look up Juji J U J I M U F U, um, Juji Mufu, um, you'll you'll I guarantee you'll find that. Or if you just look up John Call, I guarantee you'll find that. He's first off, he's a fucking tank. He is he's probably maybe six feet, six foot one, two hundred and thirty some pounds, and there is no fat on this man's body. It, it's all muscles, muscles that didn't that don't look like they actually exist, but they're there on his body. And he is sort of, he's a real deal power lifter, a real deal bodybuilder. Um, he's, he's real into, is especially, he's real into gymnastics and karate. So imagine this like six foot slab of, of fucking muscle. He can do like double flips. He can do like spin kicks. Um, mm-hmm. He's one of the most athletic people oh. you'll ever see. Yeah, I know who you know this who is. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen I, I've seen a bunch of different videos from him. Right now, I'm watching rollerblade deadlifts and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I know exactly who this guy is. Yes. So he's, I mean, it's serious with him. Like he is very committed to this lifestyle. He has a whole barn that he built up that is just filled with all sorts of lifting equipment. But like, like, like Chema was just saying there, he also does these like goofy videos. Um, there's one where like he and his buddy are running an obstacle course, and like they're they're like running through flames. Um, yeah, just saw that one too. Yeah, yep. <laughs> there's it. There's some of his some of his short videos are the best ones. There's one he's arm wrestling his buddy, and it, he like his buddy basically just grabs him and like throws him like during the arm wrestling match. It's he he knows how to like have fun while he's at the same time um, being this being a legitimate. Again, this is with with me with social media fitness influencers. He's legitimate. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. But he has a lot of fun while he's doing it, and that's always always appreciated when I'm uh, when I'm scrolling through my uh, scrolling through my feed. Yeah, anybody that has a unicorn mask on that's carrying uh, you know a whole bunch of weight above their heads, running through flames, looking like they're having a good time, that's a good man in my yeah. book. You got it. There's one one of his older videos. It's him at the, like this gymnastics uh, at a gymnastics gym, and he has he has like some kid. He picks him up by his feet. And he's spinning him around, and like all the other kids in the class are like jumping over him. It's like a big, it's like a human <laughs> jump rope. It's fucking hysterical. That's amazing. Yeah, you gotta have fun with this stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. So there you go, Juju Mufu. Um, Chema, do you have any? Do you have any particular goals, uh, fitness goals this year? 
Yes, I do. I have a big one. It is to go to a gym again in 2021. <laughs> that is a big time fitness goal of mine. Yes. Um, like that, that is one that like, I, like granted I have no control. That, that That's like the one thing I really want to do is just to go back. If I was to give you like just some less humorous stuff, like I just, you know, want to continue on the, 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 the path that I'm in to, you know, get a little bit more like body definition and everything. And I'm not going to lie. Like the idea of doing more outdoorsy stuff and everything, God only knows I'm in an area that has all the outdoorsy stuff in the world. I need to do more of that. And I, I think that was a, a goal of mine or a resolution of mine and another like kind of the best of the year episode or mm-hmm. first of the year episode but uh i need to get a little bit better at that and i'm telling you there's all kinds of shit around here there's like a, a cave that jim morrison used to go to in malibu there's like i mean there's just also malibu in general like all the outdoorsing and hiking and beach stuff that one can imagine that i need to get out and do a right. little more of right for sure um uh, yeah that's a good resolution go to the gym um when do, do yeah. they give you do they give you any idea about when things are going to be scaled back no, I unfortunately, didn't so. I didn't think so. Yeah, we there are there are gyms that are open around here. They're like they're definitely on the smaller side. A lot of things have been moved outdoors. Mm. Um, there's there's this there's this gym that's like about five minutes from me. It's called like the six pack gym. It used to be a uh, auto garage that they converted into a gym. And this okay. is like the gym that like dudes hit tires with sledgehammers yeah. outside of it and stuff and everything. It's, it's definitely a little bit more of like a bigger dude kind of gym. And like, I mean, they're open and things are outdoors and stuff like that. But like, I don't know, man, like I just, that particular gym is definitely not for me. Like, it's just like a, a little bit too big a dude kind of gym for me. So they're around, but like, I, I don't know. Like I, I, part of me is worried that like everybody in America is probably trying to go to the six pack gym because they're lifting outside and stuff. So who knows if it's one of these where like, yeah, you could join the gym, but you can only show up, uh, let's see. Yeah. I got to get Monday a, set, a, set an appointment. And shit. Right. Yeah. So like, I mean, we're when it comes to like the LA fitnesses, the like uh, the fitness, uh, what the hell is it? Fitness nineteen, mm. anytime fitness, like all that kind of stuff. The Planet fitnesses, which we have all of those out here, um, we're still on lockdown, dude. Like, there's no inclination of anything anytime soon, and I'll probably say that the gyms will be the second to last thing to open up besides concert venues and stadiums and stuff like yeah. at full capacity. Anyway, right. like I'll be in my, I'll be going back to the office and having to drive and all that shit and not have the ability to take those stresses off before I'm actually able to go to the gym and probably for a significant amount of time too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Goddamn Newsom. Vote him out. Yeah, more. That dude, believe it. This is one where like I'm, there are some things that I think if I really thought about it, I can get agitated at Gavin Newsom about. This is the one where I don't blame him. This is one I'm blaming everybody else on all yeah. the fucking way. This mm-hmm. is the anti-maskers. Mm-hmm. This is all this shit. And like all these stats you're hearing about L.A. County right now and people dying and the hospitals filling up. This is other people's fault here. Yep. This is the idiots of America right here that just we would have. I'd be at the gym. I'd probably at one point in time would um, if everything would have went fine. I could have uh, gone to the gym on my lunch break today, but no idiot uh, people still not taking this seriously are the reason we're still in this. Yep. I was going to say, don't get in a car accident anytime soon. They might not revive you. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh dude. I know there's a whole lot of shit with the hospitals around. That's like really scary stuff. That's frightening. (laughs) That's right. Not that I plan on getting into an accident or anyone does, but I mean (laughs) like, 
Oh, uh, it's been a few too many minutes, so we're just going to go ahead and leave you in the car here, and you're dead. Yep, but, uh, that's right. Nice knowing you. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. It's, oh, God, it's some of the horrors and shit. But, yeah, no idea when the gyms are going to open. Really want to go back to one. So Jess and I have been talking about maybe getting a treadmill and some more weights in our second bedroom and stuff. I mean, we're exploring a lot of different options because – I like it's weird when I say this, like it's weird to hear these words coming out of my mouth. And I've said it a lot is that I think that like we're probably not going to see a gym till like July or August, Oof. maybe. At the, You're probably like, right just though. at the yeah, it's it sucks, man. Like, I mean, and some other places like in the across the country and everything like that, you know, they, they may see returns to normalcy or somewhat normalcy a little bit sooner. But I mean, for the most part, like we're you know, California is like, just because of the amount of people, they have to take things extra care carefully. Sure. So yeah. June, July is pretty reasonable. <laughs> I'd actually be surprised if anything else, if it was anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Get back. Yeah. In the gym, what, man. What, <laughs> yeah. What are your, uh, what are your goals for, uh, for hopefully I mean, you're going to the gym. So at least, yeah. at least you don't have that goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like what two of them are basically the same here. So I'll start with the first one. Um, I, I want to get my squat back above 500 pounds and it's not just because I, I want to be able, I mean, I want to be able to do that again. I haven't in a couple of years. Um, if I can get my squat above 500 pounds, that means that I've had, a very healthy year. Um, what really keeps knocking me off that I, you know, I, I even even my best efforts to alleviate back pain, I still get back pain. I still get pain in my legs. I still get pain. In, you know, it's when you when you break something like your back, it never you don't ever get back to one hundred percent. Like there's just no possible way to do it. Um, right. But if I can put together long enough periods where I'm not in any pain, where it's not like a chronic problem then that's good, obviously. So if I ever get back to squatting above 500 pounds, that means I've put together possibly eight to 10 months of like good health. And that'll be fantastic. Um, so, but in terms of like something that I can, I can tangibly like work on all the time. I mean, obviously I can, I can work on my squat, but I mean, something that I can just like, I do have like a number in mind. I've gotten back into doing pull-ups more frequently. Um, I'm not really sure why I even dropped off doing them, but, um, at one point in time, I'm probably I'm probably at like five to six tops in like a wide grip, you know, like your more traditional like pull up grip. Um, yeah. And then when you get like to a neutral grip or like even that inverted like chin up grip, um, I'm probably at like eight to ten. So I okay. want to get to the point where I'm between twelve to fifteen wide grip and like twenty to twenty five neutral grip. If I can pull my fat ass up. 15, 12 to 15 times wide, it, you know, the wider you go, the harder it is, then that means I'm also doing something right. So. Yes, you definitely would be if that's the case. Yeah. If you're doing like, I consider doing any more than like two pull-ups on a wide a success. And if you're pulling in double digit numbers, like at being 230, 240, that's impressive, dude. That's impressive. Any way you cut that cake. At one, at one point in time, I think I did like 12 or 13 wide grip. But, I mean, it was like a fucking let's it, let's put it this way. It was probably more like ten, and then some like very sloppy like couple to finish out. But um, at one point in time, I could do much more. But like it's when you this is one of those things that like when you stop doing them, you lose that really quickly. Yeah, I believe it. It's like that 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 kind of stuff, the body weight stuff, man. 
Like it just seems to be the more complicated exercises. Like oh, for sure. I, we beat we beat Hitler with it, and for some reason, it still works even in twenty twenty. If you have if you have full control over your body, you're really really strong. Like think I mean think about like a gymnast. If you you know some like a hundred and twenty pound you know male gymnast or ninety pound female gymnast, if you were to scale them up to like two hundred and twenty pounds, they would be fucking tanks. Tanks. You wouldn't be able yeah. to stop them. Oh yeah, dude. I've seen these videos. Like, you know, it'll be like some military guys or like some real crazy trainers that are doing like it. Almost looks like they're walking on air on a pull-up bar, yeah, just because yeah. we're so in, tro- in control of it. And of course, there's some asshole who always comments like, "I'm banging this dude's wife." Yeah, you're so funny, dickhead. But mm-hmm. like that, <laughs> that kind of like um controlled lifting and everything like that, and just the, the way that you're able to maintain that level of control over your body is just insane to me, man. Like I would never, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be the guy who jokes about banging that guy's wife, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, No, absolutely not. All right. Let's finish up here. Chema with, uh, with a little playlist because music and working out, at least for me, they go hand in hand. I know they go, I know they go hand in hand with you too. Um, and let's, let's actually put this together. Like in a Spotify playlist, we'll, we'll post it on the, uh, on the Instagram page where we get done here. Um, so, and you know what, since it's just me and you, I'll also like later ask you for some like extra songs to throw in there, but okay, we're going to give just a top, maybe not top five songs, but five songs you think would be like a necessary addition to a workout playlist. Um, so Chubba, why don't you, it doesn't matter where you start, obviously. I don't know if you number them one to five or not. doesn't really matter, but just go ahead and throw out one of your songs and why you think it should be on this uh, playlist. Okay, so I actually, what I did was I took five songs, and believe it or not, I actually managed to put together an entire playlist that will go for an entire duration of a workout, and we're going we'll, to get a little farther into this as we go on. So where I start is I start with a very, very quick, very, very intense number called I Break Mirrors With My Face in the United States by Death Grips, and as far as like being an introductory song, there's it really doesn't get much better than this here. There's about, I think it's like 50% of the lyrics are just simply, I break mirrors with my face in the United States over and over again. It's really fast. It's really aggressive. It's a good way to just get you into a workout, get a nice shot of aggressiveness really quick. The song's only like two, three minutes, less than three minutes long. Gotcha. Sorry, I was muted there. Um, Oh, no problem. Gotcha. Very good choice. Death Grips is always a good always a good workout choice always yeah you you can't go wrong with it it is like and we talk about death grips and i will continue to talk about death grips but as far as rap goes this is one of the most interesting most unique like rap projects that i have ever heard in my entire Mm -hmm. life and they even have copycats now and it still doesn't sound work. And I mean, when I say copycats, I mean Kanye West Jesus, of course, there's yep. a Death Grips album by Kanye. And then um, there's a band called, uh, they're called Horror. It's H O nine nine O nine. Yeah. Yep, you bet. That is another Death Grips kind of uh, inspired by group. And it's just as much as I enjoy um, Jesus and as much as I enjoy uh, horror, it still just does not come anywhere near Death Grips. And the, the fact that Death Grips even went, like they haven't released an album in a, in a couple of years. They released an album, while. one new album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the double album that they put out, The Powers That Be, which came out in like 2012 to 13, 14, somewhere mm. in there. 
that is just like, I mean, it's just, it shows you everything that this band can be. And I could not love that album enough. Go for the whole double album, all 120 minutes of it. Go for it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, just a little addendum. If, if you, you might like clipping, you ever heard of clipping? Oh, that name does sound very familiar to me. Um, I'm going to look like it clipping. up and... Okay, I'm gonna put that in Spotify right yeah. now. I'm really loving this. Um, like Doom Tree kind of had a little bit of the Death Grips, but not like just like sprinklings of it at times. But, yeah, like Death Grips is so goddamn aggressive and loud, it just gets you in the mood for work. In out. in England, this is this kind of genre of they actually have a genre for this in England, uh, grime, they call it. And oh, there, okay. There's a lot of rappers from England that kind of are very, very close to Death Grips and like Je- or Death Grips adjacent, basically. Oh, that's good to know, because I fucking yeah. love this style of music. Yeah. But good choice. Love, love, that's a really good choice to start off. And actually, since you, I, I, I like this, I, so I actually, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give, I'll put mine in the order that I would like to hear mine. So that I kind of like how you started off with that. Um, okay. So then in that case, I'm going to go old school thrash metal. I'm, you know, it's a big name, but they're a big name for a goddamn reason, because especially in the 80s, they were doing some awesome stuff. And you got to start off your workout with a little Ride the Lightning by Metallica. It's nice. It's old school Metallica is some of the best metal there there ever was. Um, You know, it's thrash metal, it's speed metal, whatever. It might not be everyone's cup of tea, but you can't tell me that you don't get pumped up and you don't get ready for a workout when Ride the Lightning comes on. When that when those when those guitar licks just come in, those screaming guitar licks come in, it takes you in a heartbeat. Takes you from fucking it takes you from like a level five to a level eleven, just like that. It's a great song to start off your workout with. Yeah, cannot agree with you more about old school Metallica. That is some of like that is some like metal defining stuff right there. And even for something that was recorded all those years ago. It still holds up to today, and there's there are metal bands today that can't even touch that nope. stuff, even with all the advancements in technology. Yep. I mean, that is just a classic, classic example of how great Metallica is. And there are just some times where I still wish we had them, but however, they're a lot older and less angrier now. So I don't know what the, I, I guess Good point. where Metallica is is their natural evolution. So. Right, exactly. I'll tell you what though, they're the S and M two album, very solid, solid little album. Oh, is that the? Is S and M another? Is that another orchestra? Yep. yep. Album of theirs. Okay. 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 Good to know. They, they, um, they, they, I know, you know they, they released... do the they do the hits. You know they do the hits from the first one. Um, there's a couple of new songs on it, and then there's actually a couple of songs that original songs that the that the SFO that the orchestra actually just does on their own. They're that are really good. Oh, that's good. To, that's good to keep in mind for sure. Because I, I know Metallica, their most recent album, it's crazy, man. I was in a bar one day and I was having this conversation with this guy, and out of no for out of nowhere, he just asked me if I heard like the 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 latest Metallica album, and I was like, no, 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 I haven't heard. And he says like. He's like, for the most part, it sucks. And then he's like, but you got to hear, he's like, but you got to hear this one song. So he's got the the jukebox app on your phone, you know, where you could pick songs mm-hmm. on your phone and stuff. And he's just like, I'm going to play this song for you. It's the last song on the album. And he's like, this song fucks. And like, I was like, okay, whatever, you know, just, I just literally just met the guy like 20 minutes ago, you know, and, uh, he puts this song on and it is a goddamn loud raging metal fucking song in the middle of the bar. And you're just seeing all these people like just counting down the minutes on their phone until this song is over with, you know, cause it was just so like out of place to be played at that time. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but it, so either way, the most recent Metallica album, the last track 
content is fucking killer. All right, cool, cool. I'll, I'll definitely check it out then. All right, Chum, you're up. Go for it. Okay, so <clears throat> the next um, song on the list after that nice little shot of Death Grips Adrenaline comes from Titus Andronicus, who is a punk band from New Jersey. They're a little bit of a different punk band. They fall into like what I just unofficially call epic punk, meaning that it's uh, it's not more. It's more than three chords. Basically, the songs are longer. There's a little more structure to them, a little more diversity in the sound of the punk music, but it's all kind of rooted in in punk rock. So they have this song called A More Perfect Union. That is the first song off of their like 2009-8 album called The Monitor. And this song is another one of those fucking rocking songs. Okay, this is like it's for starters it's like 8 minutes long for a punk rock song and it's like way better than Green Day's Jesus of Suburbia, which is ironically one of the better Green Day songs for being 10 minutes long. Mm. And this song is one of those ones where you're going to cry and run through a fucking wall if you could, dude. Like any song, and this is why I like this song so much, any song that can incorporate um, phrases from The Dark Knight and the song Glory, Glory, Hallelujah into a punk rock song, sign me up any fucking time, okay? They, they work one line from The Dark Knight into the song, and the last, like, the last, like, I guess, verse of the song is just this kind of apt up couple lines of Glory, Glory, Hallelujah, and it is, like... I mean, it is just one of those things that, like, you totally hit you by surprise. You don't expect to hear it from a punk band. And when you're still six minutes into this song, which is normally six regular songs in punk rock music time, and you're still into this and still feeling it and still feeling the groove, it's just it's pretty special. So you got to start off with, like, what I feel is just give yourself some good shots of adrenaline to get going. And between these two songs, you're at about 10 minutes. So you're in, you're at least covered, like, the first, like, fifth of your workout with a nice shot of intensity. I dig it. I'm unfamiliar with this one. However, I look, I'm looking – I'm actually looking forward to hearing it, though. Oh, this is a good one. This, believe me, this one's a good one for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So I've already got you, I've already got you going with a little Ride of the Lightning. Um, I think it's time to sort of get you to focus a little more. And this is one of this is this is a song that I, I really enjoy using to focus because it's got a it's got a good it's got a good consistent rhythm to it. Um, it's got a nice. It's also like a mantra that I if I ever own a gym, Chama, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put the title of the song real big over over all the mirrors and shit. And it's uh it's off the it's off the Prodigy's last album with with uh, Keith Flint from like 2018 I think. Um, okay. And actually, it's the title of the album too. The title of the song and the album, "No Tourists." And for me, that like sort of it, it's it, it's more about like the London underground, obviously, in terms of in terms of the Prodigy, um, and like right. that underground music and underground dancing. There's no tourists welcome here. Like this isn't your scene. Stay out of it. And for me, you know, it's all, you know, it's got a, it's got a, like I said, it's got a great rhythm to it. It's intense. It's long enough that like you can kind of, it'll take you through a couple of sets, but it's not too long. And you know, it's not like there's, there's some old prodigy songs that are like eight minutes and they just like carry on and on. This is like the perfect length. And it's also, again, for me, like when I'm like working out, I hate, I don't hate this, but like, I don't really like to work out with people, especially new people. Because I'm going to make you not want to come here anymore. This is this is my this is my this is my realm. This is my dojo. Um, there are no tourists allowed here. If you want to come fucking work out, then you're going to come fucking work out, and you're going to work out hard. Um, and I've sort of like mentally 
have that in my mind every time every time no tourist comes on it's on like it's on like my you know my spotify like repeat uh, playlist or whatever um and whenever that song pops on i'm just like yep no tourists let's get to let's do the fucking real work dude i love that i've actually seen prodigy in concert i saw them in 2015 nice it was fucking awesome it was awesome oh i'm sure it was still alive a bundle of energy the guy it was a great show I have actually developed somewhat of an interest in Prodigy since then, and I got to check out this song because everything I know exactly what you meant when you said the title of that song, and that's just something that, when since I know it, I think other people will get the point too. Yeah, yeah, uh, for and for sure the the whole album it's a solid album. I mean, if if you like Prodigy, you like Prodigy. I mean, they don't they haven't changed in fucking thirty years, um, right? <laughs> really at all. Um, so if you like Prodigy, you like Prodigy. I'm not, this isn't like top end prodigy necessarily, but there's some real bangers on this fucking album. So nice. I'll keep that. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to look up clipping in this new prodigy album. Probably by the tomorrow. I will listen to both of these. There you sure. go. There you go. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Throw, throw out your next one for me. Okay. So we got our 10 minutes of straight up rage and shots of aggression and get that pump in going on. Get you pumped up. So now I'm not necessarily scaling it, scaling it back, but I like what you said about focus. And this next song is coincidentally 45 minutes long, which will give you a lot of time to focus oh, on your yes, workout. it will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is by LCD Sound System. The song is called 4533, meaning 45 minutes and 33 seconds. But in all reality, it's 45 minutes and 58 seconds, if I'm not mistaken. And um, this song this is like one of these ones where it's it's only five musical movements, but it's it's just great because you have kind of two introductory movements that um you know it'll like so if I was in the gym I'd be listening to the two songs I'd be done with my cardio now I'm getting ready to work out so you're kind of at like a gradual build so by the time I'm at my like in the middle of the whole like lifting thing that's when the song really really starts to kick and like it just gives you i think it's a nice perfect way to kind of carry that second like piece of your workout and the song believe it or not was actually written specifically for working out because in 2000 and uh 2006 Nike did this campaign it was called like the Nike Plus campaign mm-hmm. and uh, they were commissioning different artists to do songs for like this kind of Nike run playlist that they had. And you were able to like be a part of this program. You could earn different like online badges and shit like that or whatever. There was a way for you to participate in it. So you actually felt like you were getting something. Yeah. And if you achieved a certain thing, you were able to unlock this song, which was something that they like, they basically gave you for like, um, you know, reaching a new milestone in Nike plus. So it's a song that's been around forever. For some reason, I've only just started listening to it now. I think maybe I was originally just turned off from a 45 minute long song as anybody could could be, but I will tell you, I've listened to this song so much throughout the course of the last probably three months. And I will comfortably say that number one, this is one of the best LCD sound system songs that they have ever written all 45 minutes of it. And number two, I got to say that like, if you're going to start it, do whatever you can to stick around through the whole thing because the way that they write this song and the different kinds of electronica beats and stuff like that, that they incorporate into it, I think it's really cool. It fires me up. There's a really, really good, like um, about eight minutes where it kind of starts to slow down at the 
end, which by the time this point in time in your workout, you're about an hour into it or so. So this might be kind of like take a little bit of a break and kind of regroup yeah, before yeah. your last couple of sets. So they, they play you out nicely and I will um, resume with what picks you back up at the next uh, turn. So what is your uh, third song? First off, 45 minutes. Jesus. Um, I love LCD sound system. So that's going to be, yeah, I, that's something I'm definitely gonna have to check out. Um, Chema, like at this point, so I've already woken you up, gotten you focused. Now it's like about just like getting into the groove and like feeling good while you're working out. And I'm going off the, I want to say it's like 2010 or 11, uh, big boy album, vicious lies and dangerous rumors. Oh, so good. Great album. So good. Great album. Going with, uh, going with, uh, all of ATL's finest, uh, appearing on in the A in the, in, in Atlanta. Um, yep. It's just a fun pick me up sort of grooving song, um, great rhythm, great beat to it, great hooks, great. I mean, it's it's one of my favorite songs, and I love how they end with who? What is the sound sample that they're ending with? It's some oh, preachers. God, I, it's some preachers like uh, sermon. Is it the whole like why don't you focus on your chemistry books? Yep, is it that yep. sample? Okay, yeah. I. Oh God! I know that I've heard that somewhere. I just can't figure out where that comes from. Yeah, I got. I but I know what you're talking about. It's a funny. It's just a funny ending, and it's sort of like to, to sort of reinforce, like, hey, do the hard work, man. Like, yeah, go go That's go right. ahead and, and do the hard shit. Like, you want to get something out of this while you're at the gym? Do the hard shit. Yeah. Dude, that is a great choice. And that's the whole, like, the risky business in the A. That song, yep, right? Yep. Isn't that the... Okay, mm-hmm. okay, gotcha. Yeah, I will tell you, absolutely love that song. And if I, I'm not mistaken, like, I, like Killer Mike and, like, Ludacris are on that song, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's Killer like Mike, all the Ludacris, big... T.I., and then obviously Big Boy. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just an all-out celebration of uh, Atlanta rap on that. Yep. And when you when you get into the rest of that album, like, believe me, Big Boy came out with um, another album since then. It's not a collaboration album. It's just kind of him with like killer mics on it, but it's not as collaborative yes, as Vicious yeah. Lies and Dangerous Rumors. But dude, that is when he came out with that. I, I that was when I first started my. If you're gonna draw a line in the sand between Big Boy and Andre 3000, you side with Big Boy oh, argument. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. and um, that's when that's when I that's when I first made that argument was after hearing that album. And aside from back in the, back in the A, there's a, a, a couple really good songs with a fanogram on there, like mm-hmm. thus birthing the big grams project, which came out uh, 2013, like a couple of years down the road. Uh, there's a really, really good kind of unsuspecting number with little dragon that uh, is slower, but I really uh, like Tom Petty. Then, um, yes. The song, yeah. the song, the song's called Tom Petty. Um, yeah, that oh, yep. yeah, lines with ASAP Rocky is really good. Um, yep. there's even, is there shoes, I, shoes for runners? The one I'm thinking with BOB and waves. Yeah. That is like, when I heard that big boy was collaborating with waves, that's the song that that's the song that got me to buy that album. Because at the time I was so into waves and like waves is good, but after five albums, like it's still good, but it's just not what you, it's like not, didn't blow you away. Like the first time you heard it, right. but when I heard he was doing a thing with big boy, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like it was just such an unusual pairing and it totally works. And it's just a great example of like, just big boy being one of these people that like is the master of collaborations. It's, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. You are 100% right. It is a, that that's one of those, that's one of those. I can turn that album on while I work out or like, while I work out or while I do anything, I just listen. 
Yep. Oh yeah, man. I've listened to that running around many times. It's it's so fucking good, dude. It is so so goddamn good. And I was actually just getting. I was looking up the album on Spotify really quick just to make sure if I. Uh, yeah, so we got Fanagram has a Objective Sexuality and CPU. Those two songs are really fucking yep. good. Like, yeah. Okay, I'm all done. Amazing there you go. fucking album. Good Jump. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Jump into your next one, man. <laughs> okay, so the next one, uh, this one's a more recent one. Um, the reason that I'm putting it after the 45-minute long song is because on the album that it comes from, number one, this is definitely the best song on the album, but where they placed it is, like, critical. Because if I was to listen to this album like just on my own after about an hour is when this song kicks in. And this is the perfect fucking song to just get you revved up for like your last like 15 minutes. Cause it is that long of your workout and it's tools tempest and it's spelled the number seven E M P E S T off of their, the latest album fear inoculum that came out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to tell you, dude, like when you listen to fear inoculum on its own, you are seriously one hour into it before you get to a really fucking just kick-ass rock and tool song. Like Tempest is the reason we signed up for the new album in the first place. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, if every song on Fear Inoculum was Tempest, I would say that's the greatest tool album that's ever been made. Unfortunately, even after all this time, I still don't know how I feel about it. It's just a mystery that just keeps unlocking new doors every time I listen to it. But Tempest is that is like the tool song that everybody's been waiting 10 plus years for. That is the tool song that makes fear inoculum. So God, if anybody even talks about the greatness or any greatness of fear inoculum, it is because Tempest is on there. And as far as like a, when you're already an hour into it and you need another song to get you through like that last little bit of your workout, Tempest is one of those. It just fucking enters and it hits and it hits and like it hits like a tool song that isn't even on 10,000 days. It's basically taking you back to the days of Enema and all that stuff. Hmm. And it's fucking amazing. I, you know, I just realized I haven't, I haven't listened to Fear Inoculum yet. So this is going to be an interesting, Yeah, I'm going to listen to this song first and I have a feeling that it might ruin the rest of the album for me. It will. I, I will t- I, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like it's, and it's not to say that the other songs are bad, but like, it's just not this song, you know? And I mean, this song pretty much follows the same structure as far as like riffs, verse, chorus, whatever. But like, there's just something about this one that like, it's like, this is what you signed up for. And, it, and if you listen to it first, you're going to be waiting for that other song that kind of gets to where Tempest does. But it just doesn't get there. There's good songs on there, but it's just not as good. I think Tempest is like that's the best new Tool song, the, the best song on the album. It's it's incredible. I I'm yeah I'm gonna take your word for it. Um, yeah yeah. Um, when was when was the when was the when was Tool's previous album prior to that one? Okay, so ten ten thousand days would have been in two thousand and five or two thousand six, I believe. Okay, because because we, we had Lateralis in oh one when we were in high school yeah yeah so it was yeah. like lateralis then Ten Thousand days and there was a big gap in between the two which I, re- I remember being a thing and then obviously the 10 plus years gap between uh Ten Thousand days and fear inoculum right right okay gotcha gotcha i wasn't yeah i, I was trying to because i know he, he did perfect circle and um yeah uh, you know, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so okay yeah that, i don't know why i just needed to check up in my tool history because it's one of those it's he Maynard is one of those people that I just sort of like remember every now and then I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. He's super talented. I kind of forget that. 
Yeah, it's like it's because it's one of these things where, like, for me, like, per- Perfect Circle and Pusifer are no real problems with them. But it's for me, it's Tool. You yeah. know, like for me, it is Tool. And when you go ten years and like, hey, there's a new Perfect Circle album. Hey, Pusifer's touring again, but you're like, so new Tool album? Right. Are you guys gonna come out with that anytime soon? So you're you're right. It's just somebody that because it's not the thing that you want that I want it just kind of yeah. goes in one ear right out the other one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, like it though. I'm definitely gonna, yeah, definitely gonna check that. Obviously gonna check that one out. Um, Chema, I'm gonna drop a song here. This is sort of, again, we're getting towards the finish here. Um, so I'm gonna drop a song that's gonna perk it back up and I've used it for one of our previews. Um, I used it for our preview of the, of the Christine review. Okay. Um, it's a song called Cursed by Ghost and that's where the little sound clip comes from. Where it says nice. um, her name is Christine. Uh, Ghost is a retro wave DJ. He is he traffics in a lot of John Carpenter esque music, and it's sort of a combination of that synth wave with like with heavy metal basically, or or it, it, an industrial sound I guess that's a little bit heavier. It almost sounds yeah. like rock music, and that's what Ghost does. And Cursed is a nice has a nice little opening to it, lulls you into it, and then just, like, hits with a hammer. And the rest of the song is really, like, in your face and really a good song to just sort of finish off with, like, all right, push through it. You're getting it here. Just let this let this music take you over and lift you up to it. Yeah, that's awesome. And for a second, I thought you meant Ghost BC, the um, no. Pope costume band no. or whatever it is. But, no, that's a really – so is it all instrumental then? Yep, all instrumental. There's, you know, drop in some sound clips and stuff. Um, it's instrumental, but it, he's, I mean, he's a DJ himself. Go, it's G-O-S-T, by the way. Um, he's a he's he's a DJ, but, like, I'm sh- if he's just sampling instruments, I'd be shocked. It sounds like there's actual instrumentation in it. Okay. Well, yeah, look at this guy. He's got the, the makeup and everything. This is yeah. pretty dope, actually. As far as DJs go, like, I will say, I definitely have room in my... Um, EDM repertoire for a more metal something, not Skrillex, Diplo. Yes, or, exactly. Uh, I need more of this kind of stuff, is what I'm saying. There's <laughs> so, there's a whole yeah. there's a whole cool like little. Um, more recently, there's been a whole movement of like these retro wave DJs who are like they're definitely on the heavier side. So you have like Ghost, um, uh, this guy Perch. I think it's a guy Perturbator, um, uh, Gunship. Like Gunship actually is a band. Like they have instruments and stuff. Like they they actually play. They're a le- legitimate real band, um, and they all like push towards the heavier side of what this sort of electronic music can be. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's see all that kind of stuff. That is things that I think are really cool with EDM. Like I just don't want to like stand there and wait for the drop and like right. you know, have that. Oh, like, yeah, it's not that at all. I really want that anymore. Yeah, it's not you know, that like, at all. I've moved beyond that. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's good. So I mean, I literally, I just have in my Spotify queued up is a Clipping Ghost and the new Prodigy album. So yeah, I'm go. pretty excited about this. <laughs> all right, how about uh, how about your finisher here? Are we at your finisher? Okay. Yeah, we're at your finisher here. Yeah, we, we are at the finisher, and right now you're you're pretty much wrapped up with the workout and everything. This is kind of that the song that's going to come on that you do your last thing and walk out of the gym in a boat of confidence. And I kid you not, um, I, after we talked about our 1997 uh, music episode that we did, mm-hmm. I fell into this album very, very hard. And the song that I'm about to tell you is 
not only do I think it's one of the best songs on the album, but this I actually think is whenever I think of the East Coast rap, I this is the song that kind of comes to my mind. And it's called I Love the Dough by Notorious B.I.G. with Jay-Z and Angela Winbush. This song is nice. just one of those like you're you just I honestly you just feel so great when you're listening to it. The chorus like hits you so hard and it's not even like metal. It's just like a woman singing about love and money and everything. And I still think it rocks. It kicks. It's a great song for you to hold your head up high at the end of the day. And you get that, you get like to hear some early Jay-Z and all that stuff. Like it's, I think it's a, one of the best songs on life after death. And, um, I absolutely think it's a great closer. I, I dig it. I haven't heard that song in a long time. I know exactly oh, what I haven't heard it in a long time though. Jesus. It's so good. Like after, after we did that episode and after, like I was, you were talking about uh, life after death and I was like, man, yeah. it has been ages since I heard that. And I, I fell right back into that album. Like it was like 1998 or whatever, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, I got to tell you, that is just that and like notorious thugs and stuff like these are, these are like these songs that are just, that these are just classics as far as that yep. album goes. It's so good. Yep. Uh, good finisher. Good finisher there. Um, Mine is mine is a finisher, but more of just in case, Chum, if you find yourself in a workout montage in a movie, this is yeah. the song that's going to be playing over you, progressing as you as you do your lifts, as you run. Your your coach tells you that you're you're not a quitter. You, you want to quit though. Um, that that two minute montage or so. You know what's going to be playing over it? Rock you like what's a hurricane. That? Nice. Scorpions that's is going to be playing while you do this. That's a fucking anthem right there. And yep. I will tell you, as far as like some of the, as far as like being one of those songs that you would see on a commercial of scrolling names and like golden hits of the eighties, that is one that I think holds up. Like yep. that, that is like, it's not like talk dirty for me from poison or mm-hmm. some of the more motley crew stuff. That is just one of those, like it's, it's heavy, very, very simple um, words to learn. And a, just, it's one of those songs that like, scream it as loud as you want because that's what it's there for yep i mean it is other than other than other than like queen um who have like eight songs to get played in arenas um how many times have you heard rocky like a hurricane in an arena oh pretty much every other sporting event i've ever been to yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's scorpions and queen basically own that own that uh arena rock genre i mean queen owns it but scorpions they're right there they're they're allowed they're the opener they're allowed in uh to open open up everything yeah, that's like that is one of those songs that like no matter what, if you're in a sporting uh, event like a stadium, basketball game, whatever it is, everybody in the audience will at least no matter how long they play it, somebody is going to say, "Here I am, rock you like a hurricane!" Mm-hmm. At least once, you can't not do it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so there you go. Th- those are those are my five. Uh, well, I'll I'll, st- I'll just set up the I'll just set up a playlist in Spotify here tomorrow and then have you just go ahead and i'll you know i'll send you the invite to add songs to it yeah 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 sounds good dude definitely yeah and and obviously add add more stuff to it go for it oh yes believe me man i've i'm telling you like i lately i've been listening to like it's just like more stuff i know the words to sometimes i work out and i just like use working out to like listen to new stuff or something but yeah dude i've been i've been going back over like fucking toxicity and like official live 101 like just real like just shit that um was basically what i was listening to working out when i was in high school yeah basically oh yeah i've done i, I was gonna say i did i did a system of a down even though serge tankian is uh, a problematic trump supporter now um oh god is he <laughs> yeah Damn it. He is. it doesn't matter i i can still go back and it, I, man some of the 
early early system of a down is just some of that bet what do you i mean what are what do you even call them they're not new metal they're it's like i i don't it's not i don't even think it's thrash metal it's not thrash it's it, like it's, it's neither of those but whatever whatever genre whatever genre of metal that they exist in some of the early stuff like sugar and obviously there's a lot of the stuff off toxicity it's incredible incredible yeah yeah i mean they might i, I don't even think that they're I think if you were to like look them up on Wikipedia, I think it says like prog metal, but it's not progressive metal in the way that I think of progressive metal, which is like right. dream theater and like 20 minute long songs and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, you really, you can't beat old school system. And I'm going to, this is my dying argument with system of a down is that it is just so fucking fun to sing along to those songs. Cause there's all kinds of variants in the vocals. And so we're talking like this, then I'll be talking like this and mm-hmm. then maybe like this. And like, it is just, it's like one of like, you know, who doesn't have fun while they're singing along and rocking out. But those songs are like actually like fun to sing along with because they offer so many, there's just so much stuff like take, take even prison song where like prison song, the, the first track off toxicity, dude, there's probably like, five or six different vocal variations oh, yeah. in that song from surge singing to oh the prison system of the world is all the incarceration of america like all that kind of stuff it's just it's so much goddamn fun man it brings a smile to my face every time yep no absolutely that that is um maybe we didn't get a lot of good movies when we were graduating high school approximately but we got some like really interesting bands that we can kind of we can kind of latch onto and and for all of systems problems well such as a surge tanking's problems um, I, I still, I still love System of a Down. I always will. Yeah, I, it's one of these things, man. They're like just a band that, like, I don't, I, they, I don't think that they haven't released anything new. And God, it was like Hypnotize and Mesmerize were like the last two things. And yeah. In my opinion, they don't need to release any new material. It could just be them playing live and playing Toxicity in full and walking off with a couple old yep. songs, and I'm good, you know. And I've seen them twice, which is even crazier. Yeah, I've I've only seen them once, and it was a part of. Um, I think it was a part of like Ozfest. Okay, was, was when I saw them, and like they were, were they the? I can't I can't remember if they were no, because uh, they were like the they were like the last, oh they're they're, they're like the first oh. feature, because it was um, yeah. Were you, were you at this with us possibly? Was this Ozfest like two thousand and one by any chance? I the Pantera so. Godsmack year, like that's the. No, that's you know what it fucking... was. It was take that back. I'm, I'm incorrect. It, it was um. Slipknot was a finisher. Was the was the okay. was the main was the main uh, show? Okay, then that one. Yeah, no, that one I did not go to. I've been to three Ozfests. I've been to. Um, I saw like basically Ozzy play, and I heard like about five minutes of Pantera, which is just one of my all time concert sins. Is the fact I didn't go to football. I, I should have just skipped football practice and gone to the show. But uh, I saw Ozfest that year. I went to uh, like maybe the next year or two years later when it was like Corn and Marilyn Manson. And then I went to that free Ozfest in Columbus, which was like Lamb of God and Hatebreed and Static X, actually, which was pretty fucking crazy. But uh, yeah, I don't think I was there. I, the system shows that I saw, I saw them. Um, I saw them at Riot Fest in 2015, the same weekend that I saw Prodigy. Um, it was crazy. I saw System, No Doubt, and Prodigy all in the same weekend, which was which was nuts. And Tenacious D. Um, and then I saw 
the Mars Volta opened up for System of a Down, and this would have been the mesmerized, hypnotized years of System, and also like the Francis the the mute years of Mars Volta, where they would just show up and do God only knows what for an hour and then leave, and everybody was just standing there like, "What the fuck did we just watch?" <laughs> a really weird opener for System, but for somehow it still worked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm actually beginning to think it was the Family Values tour. Came to CSU, yeah, Convocation Center. Yep, yep. That that would have been that's what it was. Yep, yeah. They were um, they were on that because I remember that that was the big winter metal tour that played all the indoor venues and Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And they would have been a part of that tour, like maybe like the last, like one of the last couple of years. Because if they if they played it when Toxicity was out, they had already been doing Family Values for a couple of years, and I don't think it lasted much longer after that. I think you're right. It was. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, it's Slipknot was the Slipknot was like the was a, you know the headliner. Uh, System was like the first feature, and then like before that, um, Rammstein, I think. That sounds and, about right. And then I forgot someone else fairly big was like right before them. That was pretty fun, but then there was like two terrible. There were two terrible openers that were just like I forgot who I went with. I want to say like RJ and Jason Cook. And, sounds about right too. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and and possibly one or two of the Zimmermans, um, and but like whoever was opening, we were just like we were there for a minute. We we're like, let's go someplace else for the next half hour because this yeah. is. Aw- I mean, like the the opener was really awful. Yeah, I, that's how that tour used to work. Like the um, when Limp Bizkit and Corn were like the you know the first people to be doing that tour, they always packed like the beginning with like these awful like groups. I, I couldn't even tell you like any of the names of these people and stuff. But the the features, I mean, anybody that I heard of, like there was Corn, Limp Bizkit, Ice Cube, Deftones yep. were a part of this tour. I mean, it was it seems like anybody that was anybody of metal at that time found themselves on this tour, and that's where we got the stained and the outside and yep, all that kind of right. shit so yeah. really interesting blip of music as far as the music that's been released in our lifetime goes <laughs> yeah for sure new metal new metal man with a u <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking aggravates the hell out of me. With, with a u <laughs> anyway all right chema i have nothing else here with this uh with this fitness outline i think this worked out really well um do you have any any final thoughts here Dude, other than just welcome to 2021, this was a this was a really great episode. I'm like, man, I I rarely get to talk about physical fitness and stuff like that, so this was fucking awesome. I had a really fun time with this. It, it, this was a fun time, and I'm glad, and I'm glad we got to do it without like getting too like broy. Without because yeah. this believe me, this I ask questions specifically to avoid that because I just yeah, didn't want well, I, to devolve into that. Oh, believe me, it could, this was, we walked a fine line, and believe me, I could go full bro at like any point in time. So oh, we walked sure, a yeah. fine line and walked it well. Yeah, I'm glad. I just it, it could have become real broy and real like whatever. So uh, yeah, I'm, I, I I would rather hit on hit on some fun movies, hit on some fun songs. That's more interesting. Much more interesting to hear about like how our upbringings as fat kids uh, motivated yep. us to be healthier now. Um, oh yeah, th- that's much more interesting than just like oh, tell me about your. Tell me about how you get your back wide. Like, I could, right. I could talk about that. I just don't want to do it right now. No, I understand. Definitely. All right. So how about you lead us out of here, Gemma? All right. I definitely will. So everybody out there, thank you very much for turn, tuning into this episode of the Occasionalist Podcast. And welcome to 2021, how crazy it already is. This is Adam Chemaluski and Matthew Pagel. You can find us on uh, Spotify. You can find us on Facebook, Podbean, 
just stream us, leave some comments, make us happy, and make you feel good to bring in the new year on such a positive note. So until next time, we will see you later. Thank you.